0: What's good, y'all, and welcome to the Super Bowl 55 preview show edition of the Amatelike TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai. Shields. has got a jam-packed program here on this Super Bowl Eve, Saturday, February the 6th. The year two thousand and twenty-one got two guests here for you on this uh, special little podcast episode for you. One of them is a good friend of mine. We'll get to and friend of the program who we've had on frequently throughout these twenty twenty NFL playoffs. I'll get to him in a minute. And special guest urinating tree. Yep, YouTuber urinating tree will be on the program coming up next. But first, friend of the program and. NFL analyst extraordinaire, my buddy, my good pal, Brendan Dillon. Brendan, how are you today, pal? Doing good. How are we doing?
1: Wonderful. Uh, Just got done uh, all my classes. Um, Yeah, also, it's like 9 at night, so that shows you how jam-packed my schedule is. How on the (laughs) heck did you get me on an episode with such a premium guest? (laughs) That's funny, man.
0: how did I get well it's simple? You reach out, you put in the request, and the good people at c s a say, yeah, no problem, sure, I'll come on and you're my pal when you're in good company with you H- you that's a great company to be in, and you're my pal you don't don't worry about being that you're not worthy, you're worthy <laughs> you're friend of the, friend of friend best friend of mine, friend of the show you're on there you're on here all the time talking football. You, you belong. Trust me. You belong. Thanks, Jay.
1: Anyways, football, yeah? Uh,
0: yeah. Um, let's jump right into it. Before we get to the on-the-field stuff as far as the Super Bowl and everything else, there's a couple of items I want to get to. Regarding football off the field, such as uh, the Jared Goff and Matt Stafford trade that happened earlier uh, earlier this week, give me your thoughts on Goff becoming a Lion and Stafford becoming a Ram.
1: I I feel like it was a trade that mostly came from you know both front offices having like like knowing each other a bit because I'm pretty certain that personnel from uh the Lions front office is now in the on the Rams front office. So it was kind of like a convenient buddy buddy type trade. Other than that, uh I feel like I think that you'd you'd agree with this too that um the Rams got fleeced, like totally fleeced in the trade. Um for, for a, a litany of reasons. I don't think that Matthew I like I think Matthew Stafford's very good, but I'm not certain it was worth all the all of the effort and all of the uh, the picks and um, e- even with with golf co- coming to um, Detroit, I I really am uncertain as to whether it'll be worth in the end or who will win this trade. Um, what do
0: you think? I think I think that the uh, that the Lions by far won the trade. Yeah, I agree. They're not they're not winning anything with either quarterback. You know, and they're in a long rebuilding stage right now. They they are going to be in the market one time or another uh, for that franchise quarterback: a Joe Burrow, a Tua, a Trevor Lawrence, a Justin Herbert. You know, uh, a a Lamar Jackson, a uh, Patrick Mahomes, a Deshaun Watson. So, and it's a decent bridge quarterback, you know, that kind of, you know, you got to have somebody to play the position. So, you know, you take on golf in his contract, you pay him off. You pray that he gets you to win at least six, seven games in a season. And, you know, it, cause their defense, you know, they got a lot of flaws on their team. No big time offensive weapons. Their defense is horrendous. So this this is a team that's going to be in it with as far as a rebuild is concerned for the long haul and they are not, and their future and the Detroit Lions future is not competing in Super Bowls in this 2020s decade I think it's safe to say. So it's a nice bridge quarterback. They get ri- they get rid of Stafford, they gain hella draft picks. Mm-hmm. It, it it's it is an absolute win-win for the Lions. Golf golf isn't winning win anything. I think we've established that. I don't know. And... He's he's not horrible.
1: He, he he could definitely be a bridge, but he could also definitely evolve into something a bit more like it wouldn't surprise me. He's not incapable. Like there's a reason why he was a first-round draft pick. He has the tools. It's a question of if he can put it together, maybe a little bit better in in Detroit. Maybe somebody will actually have confidence in him versus, I don't know, like McVeigh, not really having that confidence, as you could see by his comments, as you made that comment earlier um, in one of the past podcasts.
0: Fair, but the thing, but even if everything with golf goes right, they the the lion outside of golf the lions the lions are abso- are absolutely terrible True. and I, and I'm not and I'm not convinced that that Dan Campbell guy is is going to be a big time NFL head coach so I'm saying that more on the lines that the lions themselves aren't ready to win more than the fact that I don't like Jared Goff as a big time uh franchise quarterback because the because the because the Lions up and down are are just pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. They're not
1: good as a team. I agree. but well, but they have TJ Hawkinson though. That's right. That's it's pretty good, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god. TJ Hawkinson, a tight end out of Iowa. Uh but as far, from a Rams perspective, look part of me they they're gonna pay for it. I understand that, you know, that, that that there's always good draft picks in the second, third, second, third round, so, so on and so forth. But eventually, them not having a first-round draft pick is going to come back to bite them. Now, whether it's in a few years, five years, ten years, eventually the chickens are going to come home to roost and the Rams are not going to be as good as a football team as they would like because of the, because of the – handful of years that they've gone without a first round pick. You just, you just, you can't, you can't, you can't expect to be a Super Bowl contender and not have at least one pick in the draft. It's just, I, I don't care how great the GM is, I don't care how great the talent is in the second, third, and later rounds of the draft. You got it. Having a first round pick in the NFL, especially in today's NFL, is so valuable and is so key to to constructing a winning franchise that if you go a decent amount of time without one, eventually it's going to show in the team's win loss record and the lack of in the lack of championships. And I think the now and now and I am on record of saying this. I do not trust Jared Goff in a big game. I do not think Jared Goff is very good. I think he's 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 average at he's average at best. He's a he's a decent he's a decent uh competent quarterback at best. But I think that they cut the that they cut ties with him. I I, I just I don't like the way. This ended because it's. I, I, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I, because I'm not convinced, I'm not convinced that Matt Stafford is going to get the Rams over the top. I, I actually am more convinced that, that they would, that they would get back to another Super Bowl with golf than I, uh, than they would with Matthew Stafford. Because at least with Jared Goff, you know, as much as I may not like him per se, and I think that he can be a little spotty, he has gotten to a Super Bowl, he has won an NFC Championship game, and he has won. He's three and three in the playoffs, all things being considered. Matt Stafford's yet to win a play. No matter, I understand that that it's been unfair, and and, and and he's kind of gotten and he's gotten the short end of the stick. But to be fair, Jared Goff has a bigger, has a larger body of work than uh, than Matt than Matt Stafford. To 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 be fair, and I just don't like the way the whole thing went down. I just now, do I need Goff going out there saying, "Well, I'm glad I, I I found a team that finally wants me and appreciates me." I, We'll see if he's still singing the same tune come December of 2021, where the Lions are subject or uh, projected to pick first in the draft, and he's freezing his rear end off in uh, you know by Lake Michigan in Detroit instead of in 80 degree sunshine weather uh, out west, out back west at a sofa. I'm pretty sure he'll miss the Rams and Sean McVay then, uh, but I just so I don't need that from golf either. But it's just, I, I just think the Lions won the trade, and I don't, and I do not, and I do not think that this will end well for the Rams. Me, I personally. think, I think we
1: all agree though that Stafford, like, I don't know exactly what you're arguing logically there, but Stafford's the better quarterback out of the two. I think that's a non-debatable, at least right now. Um, yeah, because you have to remember that the whole all of Stafford's career has been on uh the Lions it's not exactly fair to judge him based off of you know how many Super Bowls he's he or how many playoff games he's won not Super Bowls Jesus he's never never ever gotten anywhere near there um it's just, it's not very fair to, to to judge him based off of uh those prerequisites um because because he he's been very competent and not had a lot of weapons except what like Calvin Johnson for his early years and you know he retired early cuz why wouldn't you retire early in a situation like he was in uh, it's mm. it's really quite again not truthful to say that you know Goff is the better quarterback oh only because he's yeah.
0: I didn't. I didn't say what's better quarterback. I said he has a better body of okay. work than okay. Matt Stafford does. Isn't
1: Stafford like? Isn't Stafford like one of the leaders in like comebacks in the NFL right now? Playing?
0: Yeah, but yeah, but that that's such a that's such a because the way they do that comeback thing, they look at it as a comeback as if you know, okay, you're down like. Three points, and you come back to and you put your team out in front with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And so that, so the, and that stat is a little bit misleading. Also, because, also because we love going to uh Pro Bowl so much because you love Phillip Rivers. Uh, Matt Stafford's only been to one Pro Bowl, no all pros, one, 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 one Pro Bowl in his life, one Pro Bowl. And uh, and let me and let me read you and let me read you his numbers right quick, okay? He has thrown. Let me read you where he has thrown double. Di- where he's had a. Uh, how did I lose it? I just had it and now I lost it. Yeah, these, dope, these dopey, these dopey, this dopey internet. I swear. Okay, let me read. Okay, he. Let me read his double di- This guy, when you have these double digit interceptions, I, I can't he th- he he was 13 inter, t- 13 touchdown passes 20 interceptions in 2009 he threw um uh he threw 16 interceptions in 2011 17 in 2012 19 in 2013 12 in 2014 13 in 2015 10 and in, 10 interceptions in 2016 17 uh through uh 11 interceptions in 2018, 2019, he didn't play that much. He only threw five interceptions in 2020, he threw threw 10. I mean, outside of seasons where he – the only time he's thrown less than double-digit interceptions in a season is when he's been hurt and hasn't played the full 16 games. So he's serviceable, yes. But I don't think I, I in my eyes do not consider Matt Stafford to be a big time quarterback. And I can and I could care less and I could care less about the fact that he throws over four thousand passing yards – about the fact that he throws for four thousand passing yards. again, when you play in a league that caters towards the offense, that 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 is not gonna blow me away. And he's also yet to have a season, my and he's only and he's only had uh and he's only had uh well, check that but i can i can't take him he's again serviceable competent yes big time quarterback that i that i look at and think he can get a team to a super bowl i don't really think so
1: i, I think i think, think so. he, i think he definitely i think he's definitely yeah. good i don't think anybody's ever seen his full potential in the nfl because he's been with detroit for so long i think that he's 32 right now and you know quarterbacks have a long shelf life in the nfl as long as he doesn't get hurt again he's only been hurt what twice um, in his NFL career, um, mm-hmm. we could see something really good out of out of him, especially because you know it's not like the the Rams are a pushover team, and they have a great defense. I think that he will definitely impress, and maybe even over like completely destroy what your opinion of him is. There, I think it's very possible because he really is high quality a quarterback. Um, he just needs to be in the right environment and he never has been
0: he I mean it's yeah he's yeah I mean he he's never been in a don't get me wrong that it's not all his fault but I just I when I look at Matt Stafford play Nothing in my mind goes, ah, I'm looking at the big-time NFL quarterback. It, it's, Have you ever, just like, me.
1: watched some of his throws, like, and how he sidearms the ball? Like, his 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 yes. great dynamics. Yes. He's a great quarterback yes. dynamic. Um yes. And I think he definitely is underrated uh, in a lot of those aspects. Now, I don't know if he's, like, top five material in the league. He could be if he's around the right offense. But he's definitely a, a a top seven, top eight quarterback. There's no debate there.
0: So yeah. Well, well, as you said, top eight, top eight. Let's go through them. Okay, let's go. Let's go through them. Okay, Rod, Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes,
2: Wilson's uh, There,
0: Roger. Yes, Russell Wilson, John Watson, Deshaun Watson's yeah. Another one. No, I don't know
1: about that. You're you're riding really high on a dude who's had one good year. You would say that about Wentz in like 2018 or whatever, wouldn't you? Now where's Wentz?
0: Okay, see, so no, he there. does
1: not have a good body. The thing is, a rookie quarterback is going to be overstated. But once somebody figures out how they play and how they can take advantage of said quarterback, you see a sophomore slump most times. I I I, I think it's a pretty common thing to see now. No, maybe he'll All overstate right. it, but I, I don't know. Rivers is the, uh, one of them. Rivers okay. is one of them.
0: He's gone. Well, active, he, oh, he's gone, active, though. active, yeah. active, active. Okay, so you don't want to mm-hmm. put Herbert. Okay. um, You want to put Kyler Murray? Murray's
1: uh, not impressed me to a level where I'd put him in top seven or top eight. He'd be, he'd be top ten. He'd probably be like nine.
0: Okay. Allen by far is better.
1: Josh Allen, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh at the moment anyways. Uh let's go. He's evolved as a quarterback.
0: Uh Baker Mayfield. I I I i He a Baker lot of we- he has a lot right of weapons. Stanford. And, he, and it, yeah. he went. He he made he made it to the playoffs without Odell. Okay,
1: with it doesn't change the fact that the 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 Cleveland Browns are kind of stacked defensively. He's great, and I really like Baker. Like you've heard me praise him many a time, um, and he, he he very well may be there. He definitely is in the top ten. There's no debate in my mind. Um. I don't know. I put him at like an eight. Stafford's probably seven in my opinion. I don't know if that's going to be overranking him in any mind because he's not been great, but I watch him play and he plays like a winning quarterback. Um, And he puts up pretty great stats.
0: Would you, would you take Matt Stafford over yeah, Matt Ryan?
1: There's no debate in my mind there. Have you seen how often that man gets in situations where he chokes and messes up?
0: Yes, many a times with Matt Ryan. Exactly.
1: Yes. I, there, there, also. Wait, oh. oh. Yeah.
0: No, I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna bring up uh I was gonna bring up what what about um his name just came to me and then it just escaped. Um, Taylor Heineke. Good one too. <laughs> no the greatest no. of all time. I'm sorry, uh, I'm still riding
1: high on that. Gosh. I had to make that joke. <laughs>
0: God, what is his name? It just slipped my mind. It literally just came into my head, and then the left. Um, crap. Fun. Uh, yeah, no, this this is this is fun. Jubilant, um, even. Dak Prescott, that's Dak, who it was. Uh, where, 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 oh, Dak, Dak, Prescott or, Dak Prescott, or Matt Stafford? I'd still take Stafford over
1: Prescott. Now, believe me, I would really. Quite enjoy if if Dak you know came to Washington, but uh, D- Dak has evolved quite a lot. But I don't know if I'd rank him that high yet. Okay.
0: not counting, uh, not counting Herbert. Obviously, not counting yeah. Burrow. Uh, Lamar Jackson is also up there too. Uh, in case I didn't bring him up already, um, would you still consider Ben no Roethlisberger on that? Level? No,
1: no, no. You think you think that man is anywhere near that quality quarterback play at the moment? No, no way. You're crazy. No. He's old, washed up, and he really needs to retire. That 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 that's my story for Big Ben. It's his time has come.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Uh I'm trying to think, and then we'll get on to Watson. Oh, let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think. Well,
1: you're thinking, yeah. <laughs>
0: huh. Yeah. Okay. okay, last one. J- Jimmy Garoppolo and Matthew Stafford. Jimmy
1: G has a great offensively-minded coach, and I know that because, you know, Chanahan was big, integral part of Washington for quite a while. Uh I'm uncertain. He he definitely wouldn't be at, the Garoppolo wouldn't definitely not be at the bottom of the league. He'd probably be near mid tier. Yeah, interesting. I, he, interesting. He has George Kittle. He has uh, a pretty pretty good options at wide receiver. I, I don't get me wrong, like he's good, but. He also has really not had that many seasons where he's played many games. It, 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 have you looked at his like games played and like he's only had one full season ever?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't consider him a big time quarterback myself. I was just I was just bringing him up for the sake. Okay. Of okay.
1: Yep. No debate there. Then go right ahead.
0: Yeah. Um. What about um? Move on to Deshaun Sean Watson. Where, where do you think he's? You think he's going to be? A, do you think he's going to be in a Texans uniform come twenty twenty one? Or come? You're the asking a question season? that everybody
1: knows. That no, he's not going to be in a Texans uniform. They're going to trade him, and it's going to be a really big trade this offseason. That's going to be like the biggest trade that's going to happen. I, I I I I don't understand. Why they wouldn't have had him in on like the the, the situation with GM or the GM, GM or anything? Because he's like a great quarterback. He has exceeded everyone's expectations and his expectations, people's expectations of him are already extremely high. Com- well, coming to the league, I think that he uh, is whoever, whatever team gets him is going to have a great quarterback for a long time. Um, Watson has played amazing. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, wasn't there something about the Colts? I might be misremembering this. Um, heard something about the Colts po- possibly trying to
0: get him. I haven't, I haven't heard, I haven't heard that. But um, uh, but Deshaun, yeah, he's a big. My man Chris, my man Chris Russo doesn't think that for whatever the reason doesn't think Deshaun Watts is a big time quarterback. I think he, only because he's won one playoff. Game. But he eight comebacks, ten game winning drives. He's got a career sixty seven. Near sixty-eight uh, percent completion percentage, he's thrown for one hundred and four touchdowns and only thirty-six interceptions in his entire career. That's a quarterback that's better than uh, Matt Stafford. His, uh, you know, he had uh, he had twenty-six. The only time he had double-digit interceptions was in two thousand nineteen, and he got to the divisional game. Granted, uh-huh. his defense choked. And he should have done a better job, a la Matt Ryan, of putting the game away when the Texans had the chance. So I guess that's if you want to find a knock on him is the fact that he allowed Kansas City to get back into the game last year. But Deshaun Watson is a big, big, big time NFL. He threw he threw he threw 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions for 4,823 passing yards, had a completion percentage of 70%. And you wouldn't have known it. And you wouldn't have known it because the Texans nope. were so bad. You wouldn't have known it. He had literally, I understand he's only played four years or three or, or three, well, four years, three seasons, and four games yeah. his rookie year or seven games his rookie year. But he, to, to date. This past twenty twenty season is the he best had. season he's ever animated. had in his Almost young career, <laughs> and no one's and no and no one has a, you. You're you're going crazy about the five thousand yards. I'm more impressed by the fact that he completed seventy percent of his passes to thirty three touchdowns, only seven interceptions. That's what blows me away on a team where he's got a throw to. I mean, his he's got no big time oh. offensive weapons. I mean, he's he was a freaking magician. Now but it comes to the fact that you know you got a contract you got to own up to that and he did if i'm not mistaken he did sign an ex- he did i think he signed an extension um after uh after um uh what's his face deandre hopkins was deandre hopkins was traded so he does have to sort of he does have to sort of uh you know live up to he does have to like live up to his co- live up to his contract you know you signed a contract you you signed a contract you gotta you gotta honor it you can't you know you can't essentially be like oh okay april 28th 2020 fifth year option then he signed a four-year 177 and a half million dollar contract to to september of 2020 so that's that now i would now i knock on him for that because this was after the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Now, granted, Billy Billy O was still there. Mm-hmm. The hack, he was Bye-bye. still there, but he should he you know you got a contract, you got to own up to it. So if the Texans don't want to trade him because he has a contract, he has to live up to. They have every right to do that because you put you put pen to paper back in September for the season started after DeAndre Hopkins was traded. You got to live up to that contract. Having said all of that, Deshaun Watson has every right to be pissed at the Texans because they didn't listen to him when it came to interviewing Eric Bianny, and and uh, and it's just it's just and there are so many things institutionally wrong with the Texans organization. I could see why he would want to get out and salvage his young career and go to a pl- and go to a place and go to a team that cares and wants to win, but. If the but Deshaun Watson can't get the only knock on Watson that I have is that he can't kick and scream if the Texans don't want to trade him, because you signed the contract extension after Hopkins was traded, you gotta live up to it. But I can but I understand why he's frustrated and I understand why he's pissed and I understand why he wants to trade. But on the flip side, I understand why the Texans don't want to trade him because in all fairness to the Texans, he did sign a hefty extension before the season started. After DeAndre Hopkins was traded, but he, but he's a he's a, he's a phenomenal quarterback. Top top five, in my honest opinion.
1: I think that yeah, I, there's no debate there that he's that he's top five at the moment. Um, and I think that. He'll get out of there. I, I, I don't see why they would want to keep somebody who obviously doesn't want to stay. Uh, but, you know, it would be like the Texans, to be honest, to try to force him into staying. I, 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 either way, I think that's highly doubtful, and I think he'll get out of there. And for And the Texans will probably be bolstered by some young defensive prospects as a result of all that.
0: Do you think he'll be traded before or after the draft? I, I assume
1: before. People are trying to get at him right now. Yeah, it's, I, it'll, probably, it'll probably be like the Raiders or something like that, to be honest. That's what a lot of people are saying is going to happen.
0: You think he's As going he to end up with the Raiders? Happening.
1: I really want him to end up with Washington, but I don't want to part with like any of our young defensive talent because I feel like our defense is going to be good like for a really long time if we keep the people that we do. Um And I feel like we mm-hmm. can probably honestly make the playoffs with the people we already have As crazy as that sounds. I think we can go nine and seven next year, because there's definitely going to be teams that we play next year that are ranked really good right now that won't play as good next year.
0: I think if somehow you all find a way to get to Sean Watson without giving up a whole lot of your defensive talent I'll say it right here, right now that that you guys would be. My oh, there's lock no. I think division. that I think
1: that we should probably already be your lock, um, because it's not like any anybody's coaching situation is stable right now in the division one, and secondly, uh, any quarterback situation is a hundred percent stable now. You can make the argument for Dak, but also Dak was injured. Um, so,
0: yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, you got to see how. Well, Dak's going to recover off of that broken. So end, it's you. it's
1: gonna it's gonna be really interesting uh, for our division, anyways. But um, if we're talking about quarterbacks, we might as well talk about Wentz at least a little bit, right?
0: You want to talk Wentz? Let's talk Wentz. Uh, I'm I read, you know, according to Schefter, that you know teams are in the market to trading for Carson Wentz. Which is what, you know, which if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be a little concerned that you fire your coach three years after you win a Super Bowl with them, all for the new coach you bring in and Carson Wentz still doesn't want to be there. I'd I'd be alarmed if I yep. was a Philadelphia it's, Eagles fan. It's,
1: it's not a good look, is it? Uh, and I, I think that this really shows kind of maybe how much of a fluke that Super Bowl win was. And how much it was riding on the coattails of uh Nick Foles is painful as it is to say.
0: <laughs> that that game was actually played three years ago on uh on this data. This is being recorded That's February fourth, by the way. Yeah.
1: It was a, I, I'm I'm still kind of upset that they they ended up winning one, but you know, it's here nor there with me.
2: <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> but I think that went Definitely still has some capability, but he needs to get behind it. One, a good line, and maybe somebody needs to work, work with him on his pocket presence and, like, awareness and, I don't know, making quicker reads. He is a lot of capability, but he gets sacked so often. Like, like yeah, way told, too often yeah. for a quarterback in the NFL um, that could be successful. So, Let's, let, uh, there, there is definitely a lot that needs to be salvaged there, but he can be a workable starter, and we've seen it from him. But again, he's, he's working through, uh, I think, obviously a situation where he didn't come back as good as he originally was. And, and another part of that is also people kind of knowing how he plays now. So he's going to need to change up his game a little bit and uh, maybe work on a lot of his flaws.
0: Yeah, my issue with once that I understand that, you know, his offensive line is terrible, and, uh, and he doesn't – and they haven't drafted a big-time wide receiver with Howie Roseman and the people that run the Philadelphia Eagles organization – But he holds on to the ball way, way, way too long. Carson, if the play is not there, throw it away. What are you, scared to run? scared? You're going to tell your ACL again? If the play breaks down and the play is not there, throw it away. My goodness gracious, he takes way, 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 way too many sacks. Way too Um, many sacks.
1: I don't know. Is there any other QB trades that you've heard about? I think uh, there's Derek Carr and there's Marcus Mariota. Some people have been entertaining stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know. The Raiders are kind of like this type of enigma to me. I know, I know, I know that, that that's definitely in their wheelhouse. Um, but it's, it's gonna be interesting this offseason season with all these quarterback moves. People are talking about Cousins possibly getting traded. People are talking about a ton of a ton of you know career backups possibly going to teams and having a possibility of starting. Like it's. It's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of quarterback moves this offseason that will change the dynamics of a lot of teams. and I, 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 I think that uh, sure. will be very fun because of that. It'll be interesting to see how what what the NFL looks like at the end of the offseason
0: <laughs> Speaking of quarterbacks, last one, then we'll get to the uh, Super Bowl this Sunday. Ben Rocklisberger, you hinted it earlier, early in the segment. Ben Rocklisberger says he wants to come back and play for the Steelers in 2021. What are your thoughts on that? I said Ben Rocklisberger said that he wants to come back and play QB for the Steelers in 2021. What are your thoughts about
1: that? If they start him again, it'll – he's going to be worse. I I don't understand why he'd leave now with some shred of dignity versus – Putting himself back out there again, you don't want to end up being Dan Marino at the end of his career, for example. Um, I I think that that's definitely an outcome that could happen if he keeps playing as long as he is, because he's not he's, he's he not needs to retire player anymore.
2: Because not nowhere yes, near, and
1: right. he, he, he he's he's great for certain things, but if you can't throw the ball like farther than what, 30 yards, you need to, you need to probably put it up.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like, it gets to the point where it's like you start becoming Mm -hmm. a detriment to the team and you start like making yourself more important than the team than the franchise and the franchise's future. It's just, it's just, no. I mean, I watched Super. I rewatched Super Bowl forty-three between uh, the Steelers and the uh, Cardinals the other night. I mean, I was lo- I was looking. I mean, j- this goes to show you how much a difference twelve years makes. Ben Roethlisberger. There literally was a play in that football game where the play broke down, and Ben Roethlisberger literally ran in circles and ran back and forth about like three times. Before just to keep the play alive, then threw across his body, and threw across his body to the receiver on the other side of the field to get it to get a to get a huge chunk play. And I'm watching that and I'm chuckling. I'm like, "Bren Roethlisberger in 2020 not do that anymore. It's like it's it's like you know when it gets to a point in your career where it's like." I can't do the things I did in 2008, 2010, 2012, 2013, 2009. I can't do that anymore. It's Father time is undefeated. Eventually, you are going, and especially coming off of major elbow surgery, he, he's done. He's done. He's done. He's shot, and for the betterment of him, and a Pittsburgh Steelers organization going forward, he needs to swallow his pride, swallow his ego, eat that sharp slice of humble pie. But he doesn't even accept it and move on. He's gonna and, go to and and, 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 yeah, and he's gonna on. go to Canton either and way. Like,
1: there's no doubt in anybody anybody's mind that that's gonna happen. So it doesn't even matter. I don't understand why he wouldn't get out of here now. It's not like he's gonna have a career like Brady. That's way that's way out. That's way out of there. I, he's already exactly. wasted too many years. Uh, he's going to go to Canton, get over yeah, get over, exactly. get over, maybe, you know, your, your, your downcomings and just get out of there. So you can leave with pride versus embarrassment.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's like, you know, I mean, I don't know why. Do, do they honestly think that they can run it back and try to, no, I'm not even gonna say go-to. do you think that they can challenge Buffalo, Cleveland, no. Kansas City with the same group a, that they I'm have. There's not, not a not a not a not a chance. Not a chance. That I look at the this team this team isn't going anywhere near a Super Bowl. The, are, are they better than the Bills? No. Are they better are they better than Cleveland? In 2021, I don't think they are. Are they better than Kansas City? Hell no. So I just, you're wasting your time, Ben. I mean, go out with whatever dignity you have left and don't go out the door where like like Drew Brees where throwing a a, a a pass 20 yards mm. down the field is hard to watch. Take it from Drew Brees and That's just like a, hang it up Canton, too, while so you're doesn't ahead. It doesn't really matter. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. That's the thing. Like, it doesn't. affect get to the Hall, your of Hall of Fame. <laughs> Sorry, you're going. You're, you're going. But to hold on and to just keep going on like this, like you're, you know, like your Ben Rockersberger circa two thousand and eight. It's just, it's not smart. It's not wise. He and he comes off looking extremely foolish, arrogant, and egotistical. And stubborn.
1: Yeah.
0: Switching gears what now. You mean to the Super Bowl Fifty Five. The one that, <laughs> the I, one that you won't, absolutely will watch. Uh, this is Stop the worst
1: matchup ever, and I'm still sad about it.
0: <laughs> well, in the. In the event that you decide to change your mind, what are you looking? What are you? What are you watching for in Super Bowl Fifty Five between the Chiefs and the Bucks? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's, no, it's literally a
1: impossible. Tie, you, know, you know, I it. can dream. I, I, I don't know. I, I would take Mahomes or Mayhomes. Or again, I'm gonna do this every single time that you have me on, um, and I talk about uh, Patrick, oh, my dude, uh. It, <laughs> uh i'd rather t- take them simply for the fact that i don't want to see brady get another ring i i i i have a certain level of disdain for brady yes he's worked really hard he's had a great career but there- i don't want to hear any more about him uh, that's the last man i want to hear talking about yeah. because holy crap after a while it gets so boring like it's i uh, there's i agree like we get it you're the you're the greatest of all time there, there there's a, a very very little debate as to him not being it um some people would say no debate at all uh i, I just lose please that would make me so happy um and there, definitely there's there's a possibility of that happening but I, I, again, I'm going to say this, and I, I know I've kept repeating this over and over again. Maybe on like the last few podcasts, I still can't believe that our team was like the closest to beating the now Super Bowl contending Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> That's very scary. I'm terrified mm. as to like how they even got there. They they, they, they they've definitely been riding high <laughs> off of the, the, their their defensive play, um, and their linebacker. Uh, what's Levine? I think coming back, their rookie linebacker. Uh he's he's played great um in the playoffs and I think that th- they will compete. Uh but I I think that the victor will be the Chiefs and I hope the victory will be the Chiefs. If it isn't I'm gonna be very upset because I don't want to see Brady win another one. I, I oh my gosh, I'd puke <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you would rather watch Mahomes repeat yes. than watch Brady win a seventh? Even though the yes. plus seven won in 18 <laughs> years? Do you, know, do you know who I picked to uh, win the No, Super I win?
1: don't. I think that we actually – I think I was on that podcast episode, too, when we did that. I might be wrong, but.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. The one I did on Wednesday th- or Thursday – you know well you don't know well you don't know so I'll tell you i picked Get the buccaneers to win by Get three. Out of here. i i can i can't pick against brady and i and i have said and i've said this throughout december and i've said it through january i got a feeling that one of these times now it has to be sunday or i'm or i'm going to look like an idiot I have a feeling that the Chiefs are going to get picked off. And I think it's so, so, so hard to repeat as Super Bowl champions, especially in today's day and age, that I honestly don't – I don't think think the Chiefs can do it. I just don't. I mean, when the Patriots made it to three straight Super Bowls in 2016, 17, and 18, they didn't win any of theirs back-to-back. It was win, loss, win. They Brady and Belichick in tw- in the two in the late two thousand tens couldn't go back to back. They did back in the early two thousands, but in the two thousand in, in the two thousand tens, they couldn't go back to back. So if it's that hard to go to three straight Super Bowls and not win two of the three back to back, what does that, that tell you?
1: You're you're definitely you're on to something there but i think that this is a different team i think that there's a lot like i can't even state how much talent there is on on the chiefs they're stacked um and they have a great offensive coordinator who knows how to utilize their all of their capabilities i there's no doubt in my mind that they they win because like high 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 quality uh and and I don't think it'll be a blot. I think it'll be close. I think they will keep it close. There's pretty much no debate. But yeah, I think I, th- that, I think
0: it'll be a close game too. If we're just
1: talking about pure talent here, the Chiefs have it. I think they're gonna win because of that.
0: Talent, yeah, yeah. The thing is that with the Buccaneers have that have that wild card, and they and it's the fact that Brady's their quarterback. If 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 Brady was not their quarterback, I would be like, yep, uh, yep, can't uh, say gonna win this game. Because they have Brady, it's like, I I, I honestly really? think this game is a toss up. Me personally, and I and I'm not even all that confident in my Tampa pick, but I, I think this game honestly is a toss up. This is a different Tampa Bay team than what we saw back in uh, back on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. They're playing with more confidence right now. Their defense is improved, has improved. Their offense—I understand—broke through three interceptions in the second half against Green Bay two weeks ago. But their offense is playing much, much better. I and then on, and then on the Kansas City side, they've just been they've just been on an absolute tear. So it's—I honestly—I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I picked I picked. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and the Bucks almost lost to your <laughs> team, you so it's like it's almost you're like any if, given you Sundays, if you uh, do uh, kind of so a common
1: thing in the NFL,
0: <laughs> for, especially in this twenty in the twenty twenty in this twenty in this crazy oh, wacky twenty twenty NFL season. It's it's just it's just been it's just been absolutely crazy. But what are you? So you're backing and and. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Last thing before the uh, say What what are your plans Super Bowl Sunday? I hope you no know, uh parties where Corona Chan is invited up at uh the name of the school up in Williamsport. What what are, what are you doing Super Bowl well, Sunday now uh, the like uh, back this at promo school?
1: for uh like the I guess Fast food type restaurant for the night of where you can like actually get like wings and fries for free, which is really good deal. Um, and I I think that that's that's pretty great. So there'll be a lot of people that are getting free food
0: <laughs> from. Yeah, go ahead. How good? M- no, I was, I was gonna say I was gonna ask how many people. Within your friend circle and at Zero. that school, do you know our big time football? Fans? None.
1: Oh, you have to remember my, what my major is. Jesus. So, I like I'm I'm an I'm an astrophysics major thus far. So, who do you like? Do you really think those people give a damn what happens in football? I only have ever seen maybe one person wearing anything related to football, and it was a Dolphins um sweatshirt out of all things. So. You know, I I'm I'm gonna tell you. I don't think that there's a lot of people up here that really care that much about football. At least that I see. The uh, not saying that we don't like have a football team on campus. We do. It's just you see you see those players. Um, and I I I bet they will watch the game at least. So there's there's a few. There's a little bit, <laughs> but not not that I know. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Uh, All right, any so no parts on it's just going to be you sitting in your dorm room if I watch the game, yes, yes,
1: that'll probably be what happens. And I have a (sighs) big TV, luckily, to to watch it on, so it should be quite enthralling. Uh, I definitely if I watch the game, I definitely won't be in pain, I'll enjoy (sighs) it so much because this is the matchup that I wanted for my Super
0: Bowl. When the season started, what 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 was your pick to go what I was your original Super Bowl still, pick when the do. season started?
1: Um Saints and K- Kansas
0: Saints City. and Who?
1: Yeah.
2: Which
0: okay. mine, mine, yeah, mine was mine was the Saints I, and the I, Kansas City's
1: better than the Ravens. Don't pick the Ravens, they choke. <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't choke to the Titans this time, though. You can you can you can pat yourself on the back for that. Good job, Ravens fans! Yay! Good for you, I, I,
0: I, I, <laughs> Brendan Shrapnel for uh, for you Ravens fans out there. Um, uh, over last thing, over under, how many here we go gyms are we going To get during, I, don't the <laughs> it, it, I might have to
1: mute the broadcast. As painful as it is to say i do really like him, too, but, oh too my god I, I cannot about. listen to another quarter of him complimenting uh kansas city for how great they are and basically rooting for them like I, I, and, and that's with me wanting kansas city to win just so you know but i think it's gonna happen again and it's scary uh I, I, I love Tony Romo when he's impartial. He's, he's great, but I don't want to hear about, oh, my God, Patrick Mahomes is the lifeblood of my life. I'm so
2: enamored. I, I,
1: I, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> it's not like, am I M.O.? Yeah, he's pretty good. He's he put, put together, like, amazing seasons. But I, calm down. It's, it, it, wh- commentate the game right. like you commentate any game. Don't put this implicit bias into, you know, right. padding how good Mahomes is on the back all the time. And also, like, oh God, if it's if it's with Mahomes, then it's gonna be with Brady too. Oh my God, he's the best quarterback of all time. There's no debate. Right. Oh, I I I I, I don't. That, that, by the way, that's <laughs> a really bad imitation. Um, it, 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 it's it's gonna be really quite painful uh, to watch. I mo- both because I don't really like the matchup, and secondly, because that commentary is going to probably give me some form of venereal disease uh
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are you are something else you are some, I, you, here we here we go jim here we go jim. I can't wait. You can't are right wait. now. <laughs> Actually, I can't wait, but part, of, part, of, part, of it, part of it, part of me is going to hate it because he's going to be, go crazy over Brady and Mahomes. Just going to drip, make me sick. But I, but I love it because because when it agitates you and it bothers you, it puts a, it puts a smile on my face. But it, but here's here's how I want Tony to call the game. Here's how I want Tony to call the game when when him and, when him and jim did the did the ravens and titans back in november call it like that the the the, the only issue you, you could find if you went back and rewatched that ravens titans game from back in november is the fact that tony romo made sure to tell us 9000 times that his old uh, buddy old partner in crime des bryant is on the ravens roster but other than that he was he was he was good doing the <laughs> ravens uh, Titans game back in November, but call it like that. Call it call it like you would a Ravens Titans game or a um or be really uh, enjoyable.
1: it actually be an enjoyable a game probably to watch. It wouldn't or... put me as much in pain because you know there'd be some easing off of uh oh my God, they're the best thing ever, and just the very straight ball. This is what the game it was happening in the game, and you know uh. Uh, this is the stats for the season. They put great seasons together, and just leave it at that. You know, uh, if if they do talk about that at all, um, right? But you know, that's also not what makes them the money. They they overplay it because they want you know everybody to be hyped for the game. And yeah, everybody anybody who knows anything knows that this is a, a good matchup. But also, uh, anybody who likes the game doesn't want this matchup out of all the matchups that could happen because of the pain <laughs> unless you're a fan of the team you're going to be in pain
0: <laughs> yeah yes for sure for sure all right pal you did a Appreciate great job you too, Appreciate thanks you for having you me for on, uh, on as always
1: urinating tree is as entertaining as i am i'm i'm uncertain about that tell him i said i uh,
0: will do pal All right, take a break. Speaking of the great urinating tree, he joins us coming up out on the other side of the break. This is Ametellic at TIS Podcast Super Bowl 55 preview show.
3: Listening to you babble on your dopey little podcast.
0: Welcome back to the Amitele TIS podcast. Joining me now is YouTuber Extraordinaire. You may know him from his uh, haters' guide to NHL, NFL, and MOB seasons and playoffs, the Stanley Cup finals, World Series, Super Bowls, and things of that nature. He also is familiar with uh, his This Week in Sports Ball videos. He goes through weeks one through 17 of the NFL season, along with uh, hockey and the NFL, of course. And he's also famous for the aforementioned and infamous in some people's eyes, days of our Steelers series, where he documents and gives his commentary over his beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. Ladies and gentlemen, none other, without further introduction, the Great Urinating Tree. Ah, thank you, brother. Thank you for having me on, man. Anytime, man. Good to have you. Good to have you with us. Um, before we get into the NFL and Super Bowl Fifty Five and the offseason trades that occurred over the past week. I know that you, as a subscriber and a viewer of your videos, I know that you uh, came down with COVID. Give the audience a feel of what that of what that was like. You, you, you know, you going through that sickness, your experience with it, the quarantine period, and if you've gotten vaccinated yet. Uh, I have not been vaccinated yet. Uh,
3: I know family members that have, mostly because they're in medical industry. They're um, dentists. But um, the thing with COVID is, um, It it said I tested negative, but I don't believe it since I did develop symptoms. And I was around people that did have it. Um, I was actually at my brother's place a couple days over. So Saturday is apparently when they first got it. My uh, mother and younger sister were there. They tested negative, so they're fine. I went over the day after to watch the Steelers and Cowboys game for a couple hours with my brother. Like um, I wasn't really around them, but they have like a one-year-old kid. And he was all over me that day. So I'm under the assumption that I may have gotten it from him or it was just around. So I remember nothing really happened for the first couple of days. And then I get a text on that Tuesday morning saying, oh, my, um, hey, my wife is having issues like she's having like chills, high fever, like basic stuff that comes from like a cold or COVID and we're going to mm-hmm. get her checked for COVID. I'm like, uh, is anything around? Like, uh, no, I'm not experiencing any symptoms yet. And then I get a text the next morning because I had went to the gym a couple times that night, but I wasn't really like out and about. Right. It's like, oh, they tested positive for COVID. I'm like, oh, shit. So at that point, you just have to quarantine at least for a couple weeks. Right. And by that point, like I was experiencing like some symptoms like dry cough, fatigue, a little dizziness. I, I mean, I got it mild probably because of low viral loads. I got kind of lucky. Mm-hmm. But like, as I said, like I had tested negative, which was just weird. It's like, wait, why? I don't know, but I'm under the assumption that I did have it. And I still quarantined for a couple of weeks. So gotcha. my brother got it like a lot worse than I did. Like he he got hit hard for like a couple of days, at least high fever, extreme fatigue, um, loss of taste and smell like he had like him and his wife had those symptoms. Right. So
0: did you have you gotten vaccinated yet? I have not. No. Gotcha. So
3: I probably won't be able to get it until probably the summertime, um, right. if I choose to get it.
0: Right? How 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 has the state of Pittsburgh and the uh, the good old uh, city of Pittsburgh had the state of Pennsylvania and the good old city of Pittsburgh handled this pandemic nearly eleven months in?
3: Uh, it's been okay. I mean, they've made some mistakes. Biggest mistake they made early on was uh, closing down the liquor stores. And the thing about Pennsylvania is you can't buy liquor at a convenience store. It's bought by wine and spirit stores. So over the past decade, you're at least able to buy wine and beer at gas stations. I remember like I went to college or when I was in college, I went to New York City. I was just stunned by seeing beer available to Kmart. Like, whoa, you could buy beer here? <laughs> because back then, you remember, you have to remember when a decade ago you couldn't buy like six packs in stores. You could only buy like overpriced six packs at restaurants or beer by the case. Right. And um, you also have to consider too that like um wine mostly came in recently as well. So what happened with the liquor stores being closed? is that people would go to different states to get their liquor. So West right. Virginia, New Jersey, which I think is where the Philadelphia got hit really hard because they all went to New Jersey, which was getting hit bar- bar by COVID, and then they moved back to Philly. So they got hit pretty hard. Pittsburgh, I was surprised. They didn't really get in much, but it slowly escalated, especially in November, December. It's really gotten a lot of spread since then. Right.
0: What about – uh, high school sports like did they have like did they have um? I know that the, their spring seasons were canceled in the spring of 2020, but what about that? Did they have football seasons and are they having they, their winter sports? They season? did
3: have fall seasons. Um, there was a lot of controversy about that because they were worried about you know kids getting infected. Right, Like with uh, football. So they were able to finish that season, but in December they delayed winter sports for a couple weeks. Like they shut down a lot of stuff over that three week span. So like shut down gyms, indoor dining, Uh, you were allowed to eat outdoors, but who's going to eat outdoors when it's like 35 degrees outside, but I don't know. But yeah, they also shut down high school sports and athletics during that time. Yeah. It's not like a Santa Clara County issue where they just flat out ban all contact sports. But at the same time, like there was an effect, especially with winter sports. They're back on right now. But once again, I don't know if it's going to delay again. Like I was expecting kind of like a, another wave, but I guess I said that's to be determined in the future, I guess.
0: Right. Um, how long do you think, and this will be the last thing before we get to the NFL, how long do you think you'll be trapped inside that Yenzer basement of yours? <laughs>
3: i did not expect it to be this long i was worried about it like when it was in china back in january of february of last year but i expected three months to six months like i did not expect it to be this long and i know everyone's talking about mutant strains uh like mutations but that's coronaviruses they just mutate in general Mm -hmm. so like you have like your south african strain you have your english strain you have your brazilian and nigerian strains you're probably going to get other strains too it's just the inevitability Right, but yeah. um, as I said, um, I'm honestly not sure. I hear like, you. Um, like I don't, I think it'll be a while, and I don't think things are going to be the same. Mostly because I feel like they're going to have like severe caps on like uh, um, capacity,
2: mm-hmm.
3: so you're not going to have like crowded bars and sold out stadiums. You'll probably have like 33 to 50 percent occupancy for a bit,
2: mm-hmm.
3: but I don't think it's going to go back to like you know the crowded like areas, I would think.
0: So let me ask you this. Next around this time next year, Super Bowl 56 at SoFi, will there be a sold-out crowd?
3: I do not know. California's been really tough on um COVID lockdowns. They've been probably one of the more you could probably say draconian. So like I mean LA's been through like a massive lockdown. Um the governor almost got recalled. He said like let's just reopen everything because people are pissed off. So I honestly cannot tell you, but that's just because of how California is, not because of Mm -hmm. the virus itself.
0: Right. Moving on to the National Football League, there was big news that broke earlier this past week with uh, the trade between Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, the former Detroit Lions quarterback out of Georgia, goes uh, to the Los Angeles Rams, shockingly to some people, and then Jared Goff goes the other way and heads to Detroit. Me personally, I, I'm not a Jared Goff nor a Matthew Stafford fan. Jer, now, if I had to pick which one I would put stock in, so to speak, Matthew Stafford, because I think he's more talented than Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. But Matthew Stafford has no playoff wins. Jared Goff is 3-3 three and three in the playoffs and at least got to a Super Bowl. And the best game he played in his life was the NFC Championship game, even though the Saints got screwed in that game. I don't see with the Lions it's by far they won the trade, you know, because the Rams are going to be in the tank for a long, long time without any first round draft picks. Not to mention, we all know the Lions aren't going to be competing for Super Bowl within the next five or so years. No. Meanwhile, the Rams they have to win with Matt Stafford and with that great defense that they have, or my, Sean McVay. I don't care. I don't care how. Good looking he looks. I could care less about, <laughs> about where his defense is ranked. I don't care how much hair gel he puts in his hair. Honestly, <laughs> don't give a crap about his UK- Ukrainian girlfriend that speaks 15 words of English. He and his tenure with the Rams, if they don't win a Super Bowl, will be a failure. Give me your thoughts on that, dream.
3: I don't know if it'll be a failure per se, mostly because of just like the reputation that he has. Like he'll get another job in no time. If like he gets fired immediately, just because of that offensive genius reputation that he has in terms of the trade itself, I would say it has to do more with it. It's a huge gamble. It's the same feeling that I feel like a lot of people had on Kirk cousins, myself included that it's Detroit, not Stafford himself. That's the issue. Mm -hmm. And with um, Detroit, like he's had great receivers there. Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that's really the issue. His issue is just like team defense has always failed them. Uh, offensive lines, Ben He's never had a running game. Right. And with the Rams, what they're thinking is Matt Stafford is really good at putting up stats. And in that Sean McVay offense, they're hoping he can just like go off in terms of like put up like arcade numbers, which right. he's very capable of as a gunslinger. My issue is how much of an upgrade really is he over Goff? I feel like that's the question I have because they gave up a lot of draft capital to get rid of that Goff contract.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
3: And I feel like it's kind of win-win right now because the Rams get their quarterback, Lions get a placeholder, and Jared Goff could still be something. He's not going to embarrass himself out there. And they also get draft capital.
0: Right. I, I just look at it from a standpoint. Uh, I'm not sold on either of them. So it's uh, I, it's nothing with me personally. When I watch Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford play the quarterback position, I don't look at them and go, ah, that's, that's a – That has the potential of being a uh, hall of fame or multi super bowl winning quarterback. That's just, I, that's just not how I, that's not how I feel about it. I
3: can kind of see that too. Like, I mean, Matt Stafford's a really good fantasy quarterback. Like he'll put up a lot of stats and he's also really good in the two minute drill. Right. But I mean, those are the only things that are really he's known for per se. Like, I mean, he had issues with like, you know, decision making, like he led his receivers to die a lot when he was younger. But like, right. I mean, he's gotten a little better since then. But once again, as I said, I don't know how much of an upgrade Stafford really is.
0: Right.
3: And that's going to be the question you have moving forward.
0: Agreed. It's just for Stafford, it, for Stafford has put up a shut up time making a lot of money, you're playing on a team that made it to the playoffs, won a playoff game, has got a great defense, Aaron Donald, whole nine yards, superior pass rush, put up a shut-up time. If you don't get to a Super Bowl, I don't want to hear not another word about Matthew Stafford. And on Jared Goff's standpoint, now I don't need Jared Goff sitting up here trying to tell me, well, I'm glad I'm on a team that finally appreciates me. Jared, Jared, you're not Kurt Warner, will you please take it? You got it. You got a hundred million guaranteed, dude. I think they appreciated you for a minute. Yes, honestly, like take your money and take your money and run, okay? And it's easy for him to say that now, but what is he going to say when the Lions are going, uh, you know, have two wins after Thanksgiving and we're more preoccupied with Dan Campbell as the head coach biting each other's kneecaps off instead of stopping uh, a third and twelve against uh, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers? What is he going to say then? All while he's freezing his ass off in 30 degree weather instead of in the sunshine and the palm trees of Inglewood, California.
3: Which is interesting because they play in a dome, but eh, doesn't matter in the end, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, playing in Los Angeles, California, playing it, I hadn't thought yeah. about that, but it's weird playing. Well,
3: in- I mean, still, I mean, um, Chicago and Green Bay are still like outdoor stadiums.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. He wants out. He wants of Houston now. And it's interesting. Deshaun Watson, in my eyes, top five quarterback in the national. I Football agree.
3: League. I love Deshaun Watson.
0: He is a he is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. I mean, and I was amazed looking at his stats. I mean, this guy to date. I understand that his rookie year he didn't like Joe like uh, Joe Burrow. He didn't play the whole season, but his best statistical season of his career to date was this past year mm-hmm. and no Deontay. and they and they what did they go four and twelve I mean I am I am amazed at how much of a phenomenal talent now get out only I get it he's only won one playoff game but my goodness gracious is Deshaun Watson a, phenom- a phenomenal talent and I understand he's frustrated and it's, it's, yeah, I don't blame him either. There's some, there are many of things internally wrong with the Houston Texans organization. Mm-hmm. And for them to ask, and for them to ask Watson his opinion on who to interview for a head coaching position, all for them to basically ignore him and to go their own separate way, just yep. to hell of it. I, I wouldn't blame Deshaun Watson for being pissed. My only thing with Deshaun Watson is he signed a contract extension before the season started after they treated DeAndre Hopkins. So I can I can get where the where the Texans are coming from if they're gonna tell Deshaun Watson, hey, you signed a contract after Watson after Hopkins was traded before the season started, you have a contract, you live up to it. So I, I get both I I'm getting both sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. What do you think about a situation?
3: I think the reason why Houston doesn't want to trade DeAndre Hopkins, if you look on Sport Track his dead cap number for this year, if they trade him or release him, is $67 million. Right. There is, I mean, that's why they don't want to trade him. I mean, you're going to have to demand a premium haul of at least two to three first-round picks if you want to get rid of him. Right. But the problem is, I mean, I think he's worth it. But once again, who's going to want to do it? I mean, Miami maybe, but you're going to have to give up both first-round picks this year and Tua. Right. Jets, maybe but you're going to have to give up like three, four first round picks and probably Darnold, even though he's probably more of a throw in at this point, Denver I'm hearing might be in the running. Um, But like, I mean, they, they screwed the pooch in this situation. Mm. Like all you had to do was interview Eric B enemy at the time and just get his input on the GM. Like that's all you really had to do because like Cal McNair literally gave him his word. It's like, okay, yeah, we'll put you in on like this. The contract negotiation, see how it goes. And then they just go out and randomly hire Nick Casario, which was against like they never told him that they were going to hire him. Mm-hmm. And also went against like the the Corn Ferry like uh um, agency that they paid huge money for recommendations on who to hire. Right. I think they were looking at like a couple other guys. Like Omar Khan was one of the guys they were recommending. He was basically the Steelers' capologist for a very long time. So that was one of the guys. And then they just go after the guy they tried to get from New England a couple years ago, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Like they got charged with tampering because he was still under contract. Um, so at this point, like even with the coach they hired, like it just screams like we couldn't get Eric enemy. so we're gonna get like Eric enemy light. Right. Like you got the guy who had 32nd rank passing offense as right. the passing game coordinator. Like Mm -hmm. the chiefs, like you got him and they had receivers that didn't catch a touchdown in their single year. And most of the years that he coached the wide receivers, like they were weak. I mean, Mm -hmm. his biggest week, his biggest time was with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Like he was the Steelers receiver coordinator in the late nineties. And they were really unnotable back then. That was like, the only thing was Heinz Ward's rookie year. Right. That was the only time that he was really like there in Steeler nation, like just three years. So it just screams like a really uninspired hire. Mm. That's just like, okay, he's like he's a placeholder. He's 65 and he has no like head coaching or play calling experience. So yeah. what are you really gonna get out of him?
0: Not not much of anything. And now Watson is put into a and now Watson's put into a tricky spot because now he because the head because the head coach came out and said came out and said I chose this job because Deshaun Watson's going to be because Deshaun Watson's going to be my quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now Deshaun Watson's like, you know, he doesn't want he's not leaving Houston. He has nothing I wouldn't imagine. He has nothing against the head coach personally. Oh, not at all. It's the, it's the issue of the fact that they asked him for his op- opinion and they totally bypassed it. Yeah. You know, and it's funny as you were saying that it reminds me of that uh of that scene in Jerry Maguire where he, where that, uh, that, uh, that cush guy, I forget his, I forget his name. Have you seen Jerry Maguire?
3: Yeah. It's been a while
0: though. Yeah. When uh cruises character, Jerry Maguire, he goes to that young quarterback prospects house.
3: Ah, his yes. father is
0: his agent and he's like, do you have my word? And then the father looks at him dead in his eye and says, my word is stronger than Oak. And he shakes his hand all for come draft night. He the, turns and uh, goes somewhere he, else. He turns. He turns on him and high, and instead goes behind Jerry's back and hires McGuire's uh, rival agent. and And then you can just see Tom Cruise what a phenomenal actor he is. It's it's like has like is he is livid. With with the guy Kush's father, mm. and and you see the vein popping out of his neck, because it's like, what happened to my words stronger than oak? That's how I look at this Deshaun Watson situation. I would imagine whether it was in person, distance in an office, or over a Zoom meeting, they told him, "Hey, we want your opinion on who on who our next head coach and GM combination is going to be." Offer them to basically just say, "To hell with you, we'll just go our own separate way." Mm-hmm. I would imagine. That, that pissed them off.
3: And you also have to consider that Deshaun Watson's kind of the arbiter between ownership and players. Right. So you have to consider the rest of the locker room, too, in that situation. Like, they go against Deshaun Watson, pretty much your biggest player besides J.J. Watt. And J.J. Watt may be gone, too. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there like, wait a minute. If they're not caring about him, what do they think about me? Exactly. Like, why should I care about the Texans organization if they're throwing their best player just ignoring them immediately? Exactly. So I think that's that's huge damage for that locker room. I mean, these past year and a half, two years, that set that organization back by like pff, five, ten years.
0: Yeah. Like,
3: I mean, you're pretty much forced into a rebuild because of that situation. Like mm-hmm. it's it's bad.
0: And it all and, and you mentioned it last January, it all began when they didn't fire Bill O'Brien mm-hmm. after the Texans blew that 20 point yeah. lead against Kansas city in the playoffs last year.
3: Yeah. I like, I was literally like uh, raving on Twitter at halftime. I'm like, dude, this is unbelievable. I mean, you have to fire him immediately. Like, I get like, okay, not going for it on a fourth and inches at the 10, because you're up by 21. You want to take the points, completely right. understandable, put it up by three full scores. But why are mm-hmm. you going for it on a fourth and five at your own 30? That, just, that doesn't make any sense. If you're going to um, do it there, why don't you just go for it on a fourth and inches at the 10 and go for the kill? I don't understand it.
0: Because Bill O'Brien is a hack.
3: He is. I mean, that age like gold, unfortunately. And I thought he was the one that was doing well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Little did we know. Uh, moving on to your neck of the woods in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben says that he wants to come back for a 2021 season. And this 20, I thought 2018, that that version of the Steelers was something, was uh, something worthy of a movie. The 2020 Steelers took the cake. I mean, starting 11 and 0 and crashing and burning the way they did. Oh my goodness gracious. You, as a Yinzer and as a Steelers fan that has literally made a living making fun of this sorry team, what are your thoughts on the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers?
3: I, I thought this team was different, I really did. I mean, the way the defense played, the way the offense had changed, there was no real drama out of the organization. It, it turned into a blend of 2017 and 2018. 2017, you had that big record that was buoyed by, like, playing no quarterbacks. You have a weak, like a softish schedule. It seemed like there were a lot of holes in the team, but like, and then they just get overconfident against Jacksonville, get straight up smacked in the first half. They can't, they can't really come back, even though it's kind of Mm close-ish. And then they just get humiliated on national scale. 2018, strong record again, but they straight up collapse at the end of the year.
2: Right.
3: So you're combining the 2017 humiliation in the playoffs with that 2018 collapse. And I mean, the thing with that um, team, like, I mean, you saw holes in the beginning. They were incredibly one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like they refused to run the ball. Like it wasn't right. even like they couldn't. It's like most of the time they were just passing the ball repeatedly. And Ben is just a shell of what he was like. He doesn't have the arm strength because of the elbow surgery. Like, His biggest thing I've noticed, like his greatest strength as a quarterback was mobility in the pocket, creating thriving in the chaos and allowing the receivers to create space. That's what made Ben Ben. He doesn't have that anymore. And it's just like I'm like he's just like a a statue in the pocket. It's just like quick three step drop throw to like a receiver to let him do the work. And that's also a combination of the offensive line has regressed significantly over the past couple of years due to age and injuries and retirement but um i mean i feel like ben's done i know like everyone's gonna point to the 500 yards passing and the completion record but most of that was
0: garbage
3: yeah garbage time against prevent defense and a backup secondary so i mean they're gonna give you that just so they can burn their clock and just go home and win the game Mm. but the fact that Ben wants to come back and the Steelers agree, I'm, I'm not a fan of just because like I've seen it. It's just like he's becoming a liability just because of like he has too much power on the team. And it's just like he, they've had to adapt their play style to his decline. Like this is not like if you look at his highlights from like the Super Bowl years, 2005, 2009, even like mm-hmm. 2015, 14, like you saw a completely different Ben than what you saw now. Mm-hmm. And they're relying way too much on loyalty instead of, okay, what's going to be the best for the team. And even if it's like, say a year of Mason Rudolph as a placeholder to see what you've got, like it is what it is. I mean, you're going to be buoyed by defense again. And I think it's a mistake to keep them around, to be honest with you, but they, so. they probably are, but I mean, you're just delaying the inevitable at that point. Sometimes you just got to rip off the bandage and they've got a lot of free agents coming up. Like Connor's going to test free agency. He's gone. Villanueva has gone. Pouncey, like he might retire, but even though like he's a show of himself, even though he made the pro bowl, Uh, Mike Hilton's a free agent, Bud Dupree's a free agent. Um, So you've got a lot of big – Juju's a free agent, but I think he's gone mostly because of just the – he's excess goods on the team, not because of anything he did. So you've got a lot of holes to fill. You're $20 over the cap. Could be less depending on how the cap plays out. But you've got a lot of decisions to make.
0: It's just, you know, when I watch Ben Ron, you know, for a perfect example, on Tuesday night, I rewatched Super Bowl forty three between the Steelers and the mm-hmm. Cardinals, I mean, and there was a play in that game where Ben Roethlisberger literally ran in circles and yes. ran back and forth about like five times to keep the mm-hmm. play alive, and yes. threw across his body to get a first down mm-hmm. in the first half of that game. And I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like. 2020, 2021. Ben Roethlisberger can't do that. He does anymore. not
3: do that. I mean, if you look at like what he did against like Baltimore and Cleveland, like he can kind of scramble, but it's just like to maneuver and just get away from like pressure. Like as you said, that's the perfect example of prime Ben creating space and just thriving in the chaos and just maneuvering in the pocket to allow his receivers to you know generate like momentum. That was right. prime Ben. He can't do that anymore.
0: Exactly, and it's just. You know, and I don't understand why he just his ego is too big he's he's you know he's too arrogant to him I don't know what it is like Ben you're not going if you're if your goal is trying to chase Brady stop you're not going you you're, you're, not, gonna you're not going Brady. you're not going to you got two super bowls you're going into the hall of fame and by far that you are the best quarterback that came out of your draft class just take it for what it is, retire. You don't want to continue to play and keep lagging this out where you're going to be like Drew Brees, where the end of your career is an utter eyesore to watch you play, especially mm-hmm. with especially with all you've done in the prime of your career. He should swallow his pride, eat that sharp pot, slice of humble pie, and retire, not only for the good of him, but also for the good of the organization that he's going down as an all-time great for.
3: But they're not, and, and, though.
0: Right. And the Steelers and the Steelers should and the Steelers should have the balls and sit up here and tell them, Ben, look, we've appreciate all you've done for us. But for the betterment of you as an individual and for the betterment of us going forward, because there's going to be a Pittsburgh Steelers organization once you eventually retire, you got you got we got to let we got to we got to cut the dead weight.
3: And the problem is with the Steelers organization they're more interested in loyalty than trying or like the past or reliving a glory of the past instead of pushing for the future and it's especially happened since Dan Rooney like started losing power to his son art the third I think it is mm-hmm. but like um like it's nowhere near the Steelers organization of old there's no real accountability anymore and the thing with Tomlin too, like, I mean, they're interested, you know, the three coaches in 50 years thing, Mike Mm -hmm. Tomlin's a good coach. I think he's still top 10. I just think he's past his expiration date here. Just because of, like, I mean, it happens to coaches. Like, it's happened with Mike Zimmer in Minnesota. It's happened with, you know, Matt Nagy in Chicago. It happened with Marvin Lewis and Cincy. It happened. It happens to a lot of coaches. It's inevitable, but that doesn't mean he's a bad coach. It's just that, okay, the situation's no longer the right fit. We need to get someone else, but they're not going to do that. Right. Like, it's, now, it's the same but, thing with Ben. It's just like he's past his expiration date here. But they're both in mutual agreement that okay, we want him back, but not at forty one million. So they're going to restructure it and just push it down the road further and further.
0: Right, and I now I want to get your opinion on this because I'm interested in what you think. I've argued on Twitter back and forth with with old Ravens wide receiver Torrey Smith and old Orioles center fielder Adam Jones about this. Tomlin, like you said, he's a good coach. Top 10, but in my eyes, as of this moment, I don't think Mike Tom's a Hall of Fame coach based on these circumstances alone. The collapse this season, 11-0, losing to Cleveland, and especially the way that they did, not to mention losing to the Bengals the way that they did on Monday Night Football. 2017, getting all cocky and arrogant, thinking, that, mm-hmm. you know, round two in New England and totally overlook a team that they, got, that they got absolutely wrecked to hell and back by in week five of the 2017 season in Jacksonville and in 2018 with that epic collapse those three seasons alone I'm not even going to discuss losing a playoff game to I'm not even going to discuss losing a playoff game to Tim Tebow back in Mm -hmm. 2011 or you know going eight and eight in 2012 and 2013 and not being competitive against the Broncos after they got an absolute gift courtesy of vontes Perfect and yeah. Jeremy Hill in 2015, where they nearly lost to a backup quarterback and A.J. McCarron. For McCarron.
3: And they also didn't have Giovanni Bernard that day too. Right, exactly.
0: Out. So in my eyes, he has the potential to be, if he wins another one, it kind of like cleans himself up either with the Steelers or with another organization down the road. But as of this minute, to say Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame coach, I think is pushing it.
3: I don't think he is yet, but I feel like a lot of people do it because the Steelers' reputation and his win-loss record. I think that's why a lot of people think that he's a Hall of Fame coach right now.
0: Yeah, I mean – The the win loss is a little misleading because it wasn't you know the worst that he's gone is eight and eight which is Mm five hundred which which I which I kind of look at with which I kind of look at as like you know a little iffy me personally you know it's not like that the worst season he's ever had is nine and seven and he's missed he's he's gone he's gone eight and eight or eight seven and one I mean let's you know. Again, has the potential to be. And I'm not saying he's not a bad coach because he is a good coach. Mm-hmm. But like you said, his expiration date is passed. And as of this moment, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame head coach. Nice. Moving. Yeah, you also have to ahead.
3: remember three, three playoff wins in 10 years. And one of those was against the Bengals team that self-destructed and they should have won. The other was against Matt Moore and the Miami Dolphins. And the other was Andy Reid before he had Mahomes and couldn't manage a game clock.
0: Mm -hmm. And Eric Fisher putting James Harrison in the chokehold, negating a two-point conversion to a wide-open Travis Kelsey, which would have tied the game Mm -hmm. up. Yep. Sticking with the Steelers a little bit, uh, because I always wanted to get a chance to ask you this, with that days of our Steelers that took off in 2018, first of all, where did you come up with the idea for that? And how much crap did you get within the city of Pittsburgh? for creating that mini series that just took off on its own.
3: Well, what happened there? I did not expect that to go as far as it did. Uh, I remember the summer of that year, Antonio Brown was out ripping the media for like not leave, letting him be himself and creating a false narrative. And the year before, like there was just a ton of drama throughout the year as well. I'm just sitting there just like beside myself. I'm like, Oh my God, this team is a soap opera. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a minute, that's it. Days of our Steelers. And then I just do a random tweet. Well, like tonight on Days of our Steelers, Antonio Brown does bubble. Blah, blah. I think like I can find it if I like look hard enough. Right. And that's just the that was the birth of it. And for the haters guide to the um the season that year, I did like a little like gag thing on Days of our Steelers about like how oh like like. Big Ben wants to play five more years. Antonio Brown coming out of a helicopter. Le'Veon Bell's holdout. I expected (laughs) it to be done, but it just kept going and going. I just use it as like a little mini segment. And by week three, everything just went to shit. And then I'm just like, oh God, I got to separate this. It's like, please do not let me separate this over and over. And lo and behold,
0: we separated
3: every other day of the week. And I hated life. (laughs) And and then when the off-field drama ended, It started on the field. That was when everything collapsed and they missed the playoffs and it couldn't stop by like Antonio Brown just went haywire and just lost everything. I'm just sitting there like, please stop. Right. Please stop. Like I hated every second of it. And in terms of flack, I didn't really get much from like Steelers fans. I mean, I probably got a, a, some flack good bit of it probably, but like, I mean, I know the Steelers blocked me on Twitter. I don't know if that was like before (laughs) or during or what. I remember coming back from work one day. I like randomly got like a Steelers thing linked. I think it was on a subreddit Mm
0: -hmm. or not a
3: subreddit, but my like my discord server back then. And then I'm just like sitting there like you've been blocked by the Steelers. I'm just laughing hysterically for like 10 minutes straight. Like what? (laughs) Okay.
0: Your favorite football team blocking you on Twitter. That's funny. That is funny. Uh, Did you get any? Did you get any local it's media lying. attention? Yeah. Did no, you get any local no, no, media no, no, attention no, no, from it? No, 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 no. no,
3: I didn't. I didn't do it for media attention. But like, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I really did. If I don't know anything, I I got like a maybe like a couple articles like online about it. But like, that's just online in general. Right. Like nothing in terms of like, oh, this is like the big thing. It's like no.
0: Do you get uh? do you get like recognized like when you're out in public in Pittsburgh do you get recognized Um, I've had it happen
3: a couple of times mostly because I don't really show my face Mm -hmm. first time I remember it happening was at a bar called um tequila cowboy I was just Mm -hmm. randomly there with like family and some cousins. Uh, this guy named Cam comes up to me says like you tree?" I'm like yeah yes and then it's like and then it's like my family just comes in. It's like, oh my God. It's like somebody recognized him on the street. And then my cousin, <laughs> she's like fucking drunk off her ass. She's right. like using everything and it just makes it like super awkward. And I felt bad for like Cam because like it wasn't him that made it awkward. It was my cousin. Because she was just right. like plastered out of her mind.
0: All right.
3: So I've had it happen a couple other times, but more in general terms, like somebody found me like at a, uh, like at a Penn stadium, like found me on a Twitter feed of like people leaving the stadium. Um, I know somebody recognized me at like a Pirates game just because of the voice, but oh, yeah, that's, yeah. it's only like a couple of times. I try to keep a low profile when I'm out. So like, I don't like to say like, Oh, hi, I'm like, the, I'm like the hot shit. It's like, I'm, I'm a dude. That's all I am. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: When you when you were growing up did you uh, did you want to go into radio or television at all yes,
3: yes I did yeah um, I actually uh, graduated from college in um, broadcast communications uh, mostly in radio a little bit of TV too um, but like my main thing was like I was looking at um did like morning announcements in school I'm like oh I want to do this when I'm growing up so you did a little bit of that and then you try and pursue the dream even though like it's probably looking back on it I should have done a different college and a different major even Mm -hmm. though you can't expect any of this to happen um I would say like I was in radio for a little bit like just as a board op like I was never like on the air right so I was there uh, like at a cluster of radio stations in the city for a couple years but it never really went anywhere, and and I left after, like, they did mass layoffs, and my hours got cut from, like, 10 to 15 a week to 10 to 15 a month, and it's like, there's just no point to me being here. And there was, like, no way I really saw of, like, moving up, because the thing about Pittsburgh, nobody leaves. It's been mm-hmm. the same, like, on-air talents for, like, decades.
2: Right. So, like,
3: the ones that, like, come in are ones that are coming back from being in other locations. So – the only way for me to advance would have been to like go to, I don't know, Billings, Montana, or a smaller city like that, like state college, mm-hmm. Erie, um, Rochester, New York, if that. But like, even then I just didn't feel like I have the, I had the confidence to do it back then. Cause like I was looking at my old college radio tape and it's like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, college radio is just like, I just wanted to like curl up into a ball and just cringe Because of how bad it was, I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't have any tape."
0: (laughs) (laughs) So when did you when did you uh, like what hit you be like you know what I should try out this YouTube thing and see where it takes me?
3: Well, I used to be on YouTube for a little bit, but for an entirely different medium. It was just for like shits and giggles.
0: Right.
3: And by the point, like I started doing this, I I was out of the game for years. Like I. I know I uploaded some stuff, but those were mostly re-uploads in that time. So I was out for about like five years. I did not expect to be back in this again. I was like, okay, I'm done. just want to work with real life. But I think the one thing that got me back into it was surprisingly the 2016 election. I just got like pissed at like the coverage of like it from the media. And I just got like, okay, I'm just going to like rant and rave for about three minutes. I had like an old Radio Shack mic- a microphone in my bedroom I did it, like, in one take at night. I had, like, Windows Movie Maker. It was, like, it was right. bad. But um, I expected it to be a one-off. It's like, whatever. I'll just come back, do, like, one random thing, and then be on my way. And then the one thing I remember, like, the morning after, I'm like, I felt good. You know, just get that creative release, get that shit off your chest.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: I just decided to do a bunch of random stuff from time to time. And with that, like, it slowly became, like, okay – the Cleveland Browns suck and there's nothing that's really connecting like the Haslam era with like the past. And I decided to try that. And that's where the Cleveland Browns video came into play once again, which I expected to be a one-off.
0: All right.
3: So it's like, it's, it was a, I likened it to just drunkenly stumbling onto something per se. I did not expect to like, if you were to tell me five years ago, Oh, okay. You're going to be doing like this. And like, ah, yeah. Bullshit. Get out of here. <laughs> That's what I expected <laughs> to be.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Real quick on the NFC championship. Well, we'll do both of the championship games, mm-hmm. and we'll eventually get to the Super Bowl. Um, but before I get the before I go to that, what does uh what where's where's the Yenzer? Is the Yenzer excited for 2021 Steelers? Uh, the
3: Yenzer is probably still in jail. He was about to get released from jail, but unfortunately, the Cleveland game probably pissed him off to the point where he committed mass damage in Market Square not good he's probably for, back
0: in jail for those of, for those of uh who don't who aren't subscribed to your youtube channel give the audience a taste of what the uh yinzer uh, oh. sounds like well
3: well yinzer kind of sounds like this I, it's kind of off hate mostly because um a lot of people don't think it's a yinzer and it kind of gets annoying after a while so i, I, I like to do it in more cases than that but it's not really a character per se maybe it's just like something else like that i i can't really tell but at the same time it's like okay did, did i do that or do i just like I go off and talk about fucking yinzers i don't know many later i can't really tell about that but uh, as i said it's more like a love hate thing so i try to like do it in doses right or a bunch of people in the comments like this sucks don't do it again <laughs> Like, it's
0: okay every single time you do it it's funny like when they beat the ravens and i think you went to like think you all improved to like nine or ten and or something when you beat the ravens i mean i died in that in the oh, this week sports ball he was oh. like the steelers
2: are going to the super Bowl! yeah, yeah. I, I, I
0: was i was on they the floor they go on super bowl baby i was on the floor laughing that's but, when we
3: thought the steelers were good
0: yes yes uh. Speaking of good, I thought the Green Bay Packers were going to be uh, worth something, and they. I want at, before the season, I wanted Ravens and Saints, and then once the playoffs started, I wanted, I wanted Ravens and Saints, and then when they got a limp, come chop conference championship weekend, I wanted the Packers and the Bills. Packers haven't been in ten years, and the Bills, I've I've never seen them playing a the Super Bowl in my lifetime, and I'm aware of losing yeah. to four in the nineties and everything.
3: I was too young to remember that, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. What ha- Aaron Rodgers played pretty good in the game, but when you're at home for the first time hosting the conference championship game, you know, and you were pathetic against the 49ers last year, for that performance that they had, you know, for the pack from the Packers collectively was embarrassing.
3: Let's put it this way when you have three straight turnovers off Tom Brady and only get six points off of it, yep. you deserve to lose. I mean, that penalty at the end was kind of bullshit, but they did it to themselves. When you give up a Hail Mary at the end of the second quarter against a team that you know is going for the end zone and you're going at what, a cover one, cover two man? Mm -hmm. And you have like one-on-one coverage against a guy who got just straight up burned in Kevin King. Mm -hmm. Like, what are your play calling? You have two guys in like a QB spy playing zone, preventing the first down you should be preventing a touchdown. Like, I mean, give up the field goal, whatever. Like, I mean, it shouldn't have even been at that point, but right. that was an infuriating loss for green Bay.
0: It was, te- it was terrible. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, you got to have some guys back deep to protect the touchdown at the end of the half. My yeah, goodness gracious, like pay attention,
3: own, but he was in the middle of the field. There's no way he could have gotten to the end zone.
0: Exactly. And with the you know, and again, like you said, when they when they create six points off of three Brady turnovers in the second half, which is something in my estimation, I can never recall him doing three turnovers in the second half of a playoff. What you deserve to lose, like you said, and Aaron Rodgers did not bring his team home. You know what? What was he doing? Trying to I mean, it's third and goal. Run the ball into the end zone. Literally every quarterback in the National Football League outside of Brady that I can think of would have ran it in a this situation instead of holding the ball and trying to force a pass. So I believe De- Devontae Adams yeah, that Devontae had absolutely. Adams,
3: it was like a very narrow window.
0: Right, they had no chance of being completed, and and if Aaron, even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't score, they put he puts the Packers at best at about the five yard line or closer, and who knows how Lafleur how Lafleur you know calls uh, you know his decision whether to go for it or kick the field goal on fourth down or not. And he, I guess kicking the field goal in that situation was dis, was a disgrace. But if Aaron Rodgers runs it instead of trying to force a pass, it may uh, alter the floor's decision making.
3: I think with that um, Aaron Rodgers sneak, I don't think he would have gotten into the end zone. I think it would have been maybe to the – maybe the two or the one-yard line. I don't know if he would have been able to get in per se. But kicking the field goal always was a strange decision to me back then. It just felt like it was like – he was like gambling on his defense, making like a big stop. He was trying to like say like, you know what, I'm smarter than Bruce Arians. That's what it felt like to me. And unfortunately, guess what? The defense didn't. You you had to rely on a three and out.
0: Right. It's just, you know, and that all I did not like how that offensive drive for Green Bay went through that. I mean, I'm similar. I'm like run the ball, you know, because they were times in that, or I would have handled it, I would have milked the clock every single second, because if they got, because they ended, what I don't want is with the game tied, Brady and them has a couple of timeouts left, and they have more than, and you leaving them more than 25 seconds left on the clock. That is a recipe for disaster, and they're going out of bounds. I'm like, nope, nope, because if you score, they're going to have plenty of time to come down the field and respond. Brady's made his living doing this. You gotta, you know, move expedition while also milking the clock at the same time. I just did not like uh, the Packers' last offensive drive in that game under any circumstances.
3: I think the thing that it seemed like to me is that he was being, like, randomly cautious throughout the game, and I never understood why, like, in that final drive. Like, okay, I want time in case I miss the two-point conversion, kicking a field goal and taking the points when you're down by eight. And I'm like, hmm Well, you better hope your defense makes a stop. It relies on too many variables. And if you still go for it back then, I mean, they have more field to burn through. And so like, I I don't understand it for the time back then, but like, as I said, the bigger issue is, you know, three point or six points off three turnovers, that big hail Mary in the second end of the second quarter. Um, I mean, the thing with Tampa Bay is, I mean, Green Bay should have won that game, but Green Bay did it to themselves.
0: Right. You know, and it's time that Rodgers and the Packers organization take a little bit of hits here. You know, you can't be one in four in NFC championship games and Rodgers making all the money that he does. And I hear and I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. Don't get me wrong. But it, come on, are You're Aaron Rodgers, for crying out loud. The fact that you that you're a one in four in NFC championship games and, you know, you're choked you choke the lead away in one of them were non-competitive in two and, and uh, beat yourselves in the last one, a few weeks ago, that's for Ann Rogers and for all of his glory and for all of his prestige, that's unacceptable.
3: I think a lot of it too has to do with the organization before like 2017, there was a lot of like issues with that team. They were extremely arrogant. They refused to invest in free agents. They were way too like, focused on in-house player development, which kind of helped with their Super Bowl. But if you look at, like, you know, their big free agents in history, Reggie White, the godfather of modern free agency. Charles Woodson was one of their big players in the Super Bowl. And they went away from that. And they went from, like, okay, we're just going to develop from within. And that's what really hurt Green Bay in the end, because their defense was atrocious for a very long time. Dom Capers was, like, overcooked chicken by 2012. And that's what really hurt Rodgers for the first like five or six years of like that decade. 2017, that broken collarbone was honestly the best thing that could have happened to that organization because it forced change. Like Mm -hmm. McCarthy was exposed for what he was and we all thought for a while. Um, It forced turnover in the organization. It forced them to invest in free agents. But even then, it's not enough. Like they have to do more. Right. And that's why you have to make every opportunity count. Like, as you said, with like New Orleans or Green Bay, if you don't make them count, it might be
0: too late. Right. Absol- absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, going over to the AFC side of things, uh, that championship Buffalo straight up and down. The moment was too big for them. Uh, it was too big for him. And I want to get your thoughts on Lamar Jackson before I get to the Super Bowl. But the moment was too big for Buffalo. You know, Josh Allen had a phenomenal season, but you know, it was too big for him to the thing that made me cringe in that game is that when the play breaks down, he has to get out of the habit of essentially running backwards twenty yards downfield, and allowing himself to take those, you know, take those large sacks. Yeah. And it's just, it was, the, the defense was pathetic. I mean, can someone, uh, Tyree Kill, I can live with. you are know, have Travis Kelsey to get wide open on these little five-yard hitch routes. Come on, what are we doing? I mean, they just were not ready to play against Kansas City whatsoever.
3: I mean, Kansas City was easily the better team in that game. There's no denying that. It's a good season for Buffalo. I mean, they have their first playoff wins in 25 years. They look like a legitimate contender for years to come. Josh Allen became a borderline MVP. And nobody expected that out of him. Certainly not me. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that was a very deflating loss. It just felt like, okay, like, um, we got far, but, like, you just got smacked by, like, the cream of the AFC in Kansas City. And, I mean, they could have lost against Baltimore. They looked really sloppy against them too, but mm-hmm. Lamar looked even sloppier. And you also have to consider like, okay, um, where do we go from here? Like, do um, you have a big-time wide receiver in Stephon Diggs? Josh mm-hmm. Allen looks like he's the future. Your defense looks strong. You've got Starla Tolele coming back next year. So there are places where you can take this team, but they need to bolster further to keep up with the big boys in Kansas City.
0: Right. You know, and they and they kept Indianapolis in that game too, back in wild card weekend as well. Yeah. Indianapolis
3: they, they, just had like two big mistakes, that's what cost him like a doink by um a blank and ship, and that fourth down conversion that was just slightly overthrown. and Michael Pittman couldn't come down with,
0: right? Absolutely, as far as Lamar Jackson is concerned, in this city, uh, granted, I'm a Bengals fan, but in this city. You know, I hear a lot of you hear a lot in this, you know, well, you got to get Lamar receivers and you got to help out Lamar. And now and I'm and I'm not disagreeing with that. My issue with Lamar Jackson is that I fear that he can never win the Ravens a Super Bowl with his style of play. Mm. And it's no coincidence why the Michael Vicks of the world never won a Super Bowl. It's the, and I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. You know, I like Lamar Jackson more than I do Patrick Mahomes per se. That's just my personal preference, but I I fear that his style of play isn't suitable enough. To get the Ravens to where he wants them to go, you know, and he and he admitted early in the season when that whole thing broke out. He told Rich Eisen. Well, yeah, teams are knowing are knowing what we're doing on offense. That's an issue. And I understand that Willie Snead and Marquise Brown are not big time wide receivers and Mark Andrews isn't Travis Kelsey. But I, I get that. But it's just I don't know. It's just it's just, and peep and and the Ravens fans have a tendency to kind of put the blame on everyone else except Lamar. When I think in my opinion, now their loss against Buffalo was a collective team, was a collective team loss. The everyone from J.K. Dobbins to the receivers to Andrews to Lamar to the coaching staff—they were bad. They were they were all collectively bad in that game. But I I just fear that the Ravens won't achieve what they want to achieve just based on the way that they've been doing things the last couple of years and hardball's, and hardballs and hardball stubbornness too you know Harbaugh, Harbaugh. has to get into the mindset of adapt or die. You know he nearly, in my opinion, I think he was nearly out the door until Lamar Jackson came out and saved him. He's got to adapt, adapt or die, and learn how to fix and 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 alter a few things if he and if he and Lamar Jackson want to be in it together for the long haul. I think the thing with
3: Lamar is I noticed this this past year. He's regressed as a pocket passer and it's a shame because I like Lamar Jackson. I thought he made great strides last year as a pocket passer, but that's what he needs to become more well-rounded in his game. He can't just rely on his feet for like the entirety. I mean, dude's electric as an athlete, like he's Michael Vick, but at the same time, like he needs like a different dimension to his game. Like I don't know if that's him. I don't know if it's like the Greg Roman offense, or I don't
0: know. Just part Harbaugh. of the problem. Yeah,
3: uh, the yeah. Greg Roman offense has its limits, and it's been exposed. Like if you don't have a running game, you're done.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But um, like with Harbaugh, I thought if they didn't make the playoffs, he was fired. I thought easily he would have been gone. Mm-hmm. So. As I said, I I have those same fears. Like, I don't know if, like, Lamar has another, like, echelon that he can reach as just, like, a quarterback. Like, you know what he's capable of as an athlete. But as a quarterback, I just – I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's, like, his pocket presence is there.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and is he going to last? That's another thing, too.
3: Yeah. I mean, question is, once his feet go, like, he's done. Like, look at RG3. Like, once his feet went, like – Mm-hmm. he's not the same quarterback. Like he had to rely on pocket presence and he didn't have it.
0: Yeah. Uh, last, absolute last thing. Then we'll get to Super Bowl, but you know, cause I, I have a chance to talk to you yeah. and then all these <laughs> no things worries, pop man. in my no head. Like I get a start on this guy. I get a start on that with the Seahawks <laughs> and the Rams Ugh. that, that, that was, that was terrible. That I was mean, humiliating. Russell, yeah. Wolf, Russell Wilson. What, put, and I had, and I, I don't know if you've noticed or if you've cared But I noticed Russ Wilson doing all these things. You know, he's doing these hes doing these TikToks with Sierra. He's doing these parody this parody, you know, music video parodies with Sierra, you know, he's got a responsibility cause he's a father of multiple kids. You know, he, his wife just gave Sierra gave birth to a new a newborn son a couple months ago. You know, he's got all of these responsibilities and then this act and then this extra, extra ad, added on crap, you know, these danger talk podcasts these partnership with ESPN Russell stick to the basics. Master your craft and play football. The only thing over football that should take top priority is you being a husband and a fan and a father to your family. That's it. Save all that extracurricular garbage, save that, save that for another time when you retire, you know, I don't see, Brady, you know, and I can't stand Tom Brady, but I don't see Brady doing this. I mean, you'll see Brady do a soup. You'll see Brady do a super bowl commercial every now and again, but, 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 but that's it. He's got his tb 12 business and it's football. That's it. Russell Wilson and my eyes has to get, has to get his priorities, uh, it's, uh, put back into place. So would you say it's kind of like a Juju Smith Schuster situation
3: or is not, it like Juju's a little more amplified?
0: No, Juju, the problem with Juju, and I'm glad you brought that up. Juju, Juju isn't even a third of the player Russell Wilson is. I mean, he is not, he is not a big time wide receiver. And for him and the, uh, and the idea and this, and this really burned my, this really, uh, Burned, burned me, and got and made my blood boil. The idea that Juju's TikTok—I hate to divert, but I got to get this off my the idea that Juju's TikToking didn't at least have an ounce to do with the fact that they lost to Buffalo on the road and lost to Cincinnati, a two-one football team starting Ryan Finley at quarterback on Moneyfield. Mm-hmm. If you don't think that that did not play a part in the Steelers essentially not going where they really were, where we all thought they were going to go in this Super Bowl, yeah, you're you're not paying attention. You're out of your mind, you know. With with sports and with with sports and with these athletes, and it doesn't and it, and the, you don't think that these guys sat down and watched the last dance when they had nothing to do back in the springtime and saw how every how Jordan essentially chose chose a little something that would set him off and it yes. and, and would, and would make him extra, extra motivated. Mm-hmm. And then when you guy's doing tick tock dances has no respect doing tick tock dances on, on the midfield logo before mm-hmm. football games. And you don't think it's not going to rile up a bunch, a bunch of grown men, testosterone boiling to the brim, you know, getting paid to do this. Not only, not only do they love football, this is their job. You know, this is their livelihood. You don't think that that's going to rile them up inside? That yeah. that that bothered me. I'm reading every reading that on social media. Well, it had nothing to do with it. Oh, wake up and smell the coffee. It did, it did have something to do with it. It provided extra added motivation. And if there's anything that I and if there's anything that I know at least that coaches preach against in all sports and all sorts of types of levels, don't give your team and board of material. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the thing, too, is the logo is considered sacred. Look at what happened with Lendale White in the terrible towel. He stomped on that towel. Pittsburgh was pissed about mm-hmm. that because that's a sacred logo. And the thing, like, it's considered a disrespect. Like, you're dancing on the midfield logo before the game. It shows you don't have respect for your opponent. It shows that you don't really – you're looking past them and you're more worried about your brand than the game itself. Mm-hmm. And, like, Buffalo came out and said, like, look, that dancing on the logo like gave us extra motivation. And I think it helped for Cincinnati too, because once again, it just doesn't show respect. And like my thing with Juju, if he was doing the dancing somewhere else, like say at like the 30 yard line or on the sidelines, I wouldn't have cared because it's just like, whatever, you're just dancing like somewhere. But if if it's on the logo, that's considered like kind of an unwritten rule to not fuck with before a game. Mm -hmm. It's like considered the greatest disrespect to a team. Mm-hmm. That is going to be the issue For a lot of people right? Like, and a lot of people are just saying it's because of the dancing It's not the dancing It's where and when he's doing it exactly. That's the
0: problem Exactly. And the fact that it's that it's being uploaded on social media for all to see. Mm -hmm. It's 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 not wise and it's just and it's just not it's just not smart. You know, football doesn't have a whole lot of unwritten rules like baseball does. But one of them is that you don't you don't mess with the logo. Like I remember uh, about a year and a half was going on two years ago on my football team, you know, we were, play, we were playing, we were playing, we were playing a division rival and, you know, we played our games on Fridays and JV would play their games on first thir- on right. Thursdays, the day before. Oh. And we, and the varsity team was road against the, against their varsity team the next day. But our JV team was home against their JV team that Thursday and their JV team beat, and their JV team beat our JV team and took and posed and took and was taking selfies and uploaded them to Instagram of them essentially posing on our midfield logo. You know, we, 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 JV and varsity, we play on the same, taking pictures on the, on the logo. And, and there were members of their JV team that were split squad that played games on JV and played games on their varsity team. And we got a hold of that because the JV and the varsity, you know, we share like, the same locker, share, room share the locker rooms. All right. So we and we knew that and have each other's numbers and Instagram and everything. So we knew that and the and the J and my varsity teammates, they were made aware of that. And they took it personal as they well should have. Mm-hmm. And we were like we beat them tomorrow and we had like the best record. I think we were like six and one at the time. So we were like we were like uh we were not, no, not six. We were probably like five and two. We were like what we had, like one of the best of records in our conference at the time and in first place. And we were like, we went, we win tomorrow. We're, we're going to cut a fool and act the fool on their logo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so the game ends, one of the closest games we played all year. We went by like, we went by two points. Cause they, cause they didn't get a two point conversion. It was a highly competitive defensive game throughout. And, and you know we're shaking hands, right? And one of and our star running back uh, didn't play. He he had like he had issue. I think he had issues with his hamstrings or something. And he has his phone. He's in street clothes. He has his phone, and he's taking video of of our two of our two guys. Our uh, one of our members of our secondary and one of our star linebackers. And there and I got the I got the picture. And they're you know they're dragging they having fun on the logo and everything else, and their guy slaps slaps the phone out of our running back's hands, so our running back goes off and he you know, it's it's it becomes a whole thing in the middle of the field where and I was standing behind our running back in the uh, in the handshake line and I'm literally and now this guy is about six foot one so he's shorter than I am. But his arms are like, you know, he's like Aaron Donald compared to me. And I literally ha- recall restraining him because I know that if I if I don't touch him, he, not only it is he would going have to have gone off, it would have created a fallout brawl. Yes, it, not only it would have created a brawl, he would have gotten suspended for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this is high school that this is going on. Oh, so yeah. you don't think... That if 16, if 16, 17, 18 year olds aren't getting paid, take offense to something as disrespecting the logo, you wouldn't think a bunch of grown men with families that pay their own, you know, that have responsibilities all of their own and have to walk with the dignity of being grown men who get paid professionally to do this and are playing for a much bigger stakes than a bunch of high school kids are if, playing. If high school kids take offense to it, what makes you think that a bunch of grown men that, that do this professionally as their job, that they aren't going to take offense to it? That, that, that's what bothered me with the whole Juju Smith-Schuster piece, that the denial from from members of the media and other Steelers fans that this essentially wasn't effect, wasn't affecting what was going on in between the white lines when in all honesty it was.
3: Not at all, man. I think the thing too is like, I mean, look at Tennessee and Baltimore. Tennessee uh, celebrated on Baltimore's logo after they won, like in their overtime in the regular season. After Mm -hmm. Baltimore wins in Tennessee, guess what they're doing? Dancing on the logo or like, you know, disrespecting their logo. It's like quid pro quo, you know?
0: Right. Exactly. And and, and my
3: logo, I fuck with yours.
0: Exactly. And that's why, and that's for the, and everyone knew why, because what had gone on back in November. And that's why, you know, you really heard no one kill the Ravens because, ten, because Tennessee had it coming. Had it coming, and for mm-hmm. those who all know football, know that this Tennessee Ravens rivalry goes back 20 years ago mm-hmm. with Eddie George, Ray Lewis, Shannon Sharp. You know, and and the and the whole deal they back, were part in, of the back in those division days. back in the day, right? Yeah, where they were division rivals before they realigned back in 2002. But getting back to your Russell Wilson point, yes. it's just. He's got he's got a he's got a he's got a lot on his plate already. He's got to live with the distractions, and that was just a disgraceful performance.
3: I think a lot of it too has to do with Carroll himself. I think once again he might be past his expiration date in Seattle. Like yeah. that offense was flying, and then just flatlined right. after like week five or six because they were just so infuriating to watch. Because no matter the opponent, they wouldn't do anything until like the fourth quarter. It was just like. Eh, we won't sit there. We'll, 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 let our fans have some heart attacks. We're good. And then they yeah. wouldn't do anything. And then maybe score like a touchdown or two to win the game in the end. The only game that really wasn't close was the jets, but that's right. because they're the jets. They're the jets. Exactly. So I was thinking like, okay, they're going to keep the Rams in the game and then come back to win in the end. I, so, but that whole game was atrocious just because, The offense was extremely sloppy. Russell played like shit. The game plan was shit offensively and defensively. Mm -hmm. You couldn't stop either a a quarterback with a broken thumb, right? So,
0: which was and Jamal Adams going headhunting with Wolford at the. I mean, come on now. I mean, it's just pay attention. You know their defense improved that the season gone on, but then their offense went to crap. We went from let Russ yep. cook, and then and it, you know he's he, he can't he can't complete a screen pass. I mean, my goodness gracious, Russell, wake up and pay attention. I mean, it, it, was, it was just overcooking the, everything in that kitchen. Yeah, you know, and my brother's a die you know is a uh, front running diehard Seahawks fan, and they <laughs> they have him on pins and needles every the only. Like you said, the only week they didn't have on pins and needles was the Jets game. And week 17 against the 49ers, I'm like, for a team that I would think would have Super Bowl and, you know, Super Bowl anticipations that has a playoff game, you know, in a week's time, you guys are awfully looking, are looking awfully pathetic. I understand that the 49ers, you know, had a solid defense, but they're starting a bunch of backups. They're injured to hell and back week 17. 49ers have nothing to play for. Like, and then they, and, off, and then their offense decides to wake up within the last, you know, five minutes after the fourth quarter. And I, and after that game, I said, ain't hey, no way in hell Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Not after that offense wow. played like that. You know, it's just I, I don't know what it is. you know, when the offense is on fire, the defense is cold and then when the defense is on fire, the offense they got to get more consistent. And I would like to believe that they have that Russell Wilson can get Seattle back to a Super Bowl, but I have to see it to believe in me personally.
3: Yeah, I think it's the team around them too. I mean they fired Brian Schottenheimer. I don't know who they're bringing in as the coordinator, but they're very run heavy as an offense as well. I mean, getting DK Metcalf helped out a ton, but they need someone else besides DK Metcalf. Greg Olson, he was injury prone. He's retired. Uh, Tyler Lockett isn't bad, but I don't know if he's like a legitimate, like number two or more of a slot guy. So they're going to have to look into that
0: come draft time or free agency because they don't have the first round pick. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's, they they got they got to they gotta find something they got to do something and they ha- and they have to improve cuz their division is only going to get harder and winning that and right. winning that NFC West you know they you know it I don't want to say it was luck cuz they were a decent football team but you know they they luck they lucked out in a way because the because the 49ers were injured to Helen back. Yeah. The Cardinals aren't ready because Cliff Kingsbury has no idea what the hell he's Extreme doing.
3: Extreme inconsistency,
0: right? And Jared and Jared Goff was Jared Goff wasn't and Jared Goff wasn't that good and and you know played injured in that week 16 game and played injured in that week 16 game in Seattle which decided of the division. Yep. So they they got to straighten up and fly right if they if they want to somehow some way get back to another Super Bowl real mm-hmm. quick this is the picture that happened if you can see it that's yeah. the picture that happened that got literally seconds before his phone got smacked out of his hand it became a huge it became like a huge uh, huge ordeal mm-hmm. but that's neither here nor there yeah. getting to Super Bowl 55. I don't know how you felt, about I haven't seen full disclosure. I haven't seen your haters guide yet because I'm waiting, you know, I want that to be you something, want that
3: like the day of,
0: right, exactly. And, you know, for me to watch it to pass the time, you know, before a kickoff and everything. So I haven't seen it yet. So I don't know what you particularly said about this matchup, but I don't know how you feel about it. I did. Like I said, I did not want, I don't like Kansas. I, I, I don't, I don't mind Kansas city. Mahomes, I don't really care for you know the over you know the media going over on and on and on like he's a Greek god is tough to take the the girlfriend and and his brother scenario with the tick tock is also Uh, tough to take as well uh and then and you know I like Kelsey I like Andy Reid I like majority of the players but Mahomes is just tough to take and then on the Tampa and then on the Tampa side You know, I I can't stand Tom Brady as far as I can throw him. And this is his 10th game. This is his 10th time in the Super Bowl. You know, and I went back and I did the math. You know, I was born in 2002, so I'm not even including Super Bowl 36. But 51% of my lifetime, Tom Brady's been in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. So, and it's just... You know, it's damn good for you. Damn, I don't want to see Brady get a seventh ring, and I also don't want to see the Chiefs repeat, especially because I've been on the record on this show saying that Kansas City isn't going to repeat because I think <laughs> that they're going to get picked off by somebody, which I still think they they uh, they will get picked off by the Bucks. But what what is your overall opinion on uh, Sunday's matchup?
3: It's more of an old versus new. You get the old guard of Tom Brady, kind of like the Patriots in a way, and that sort of idea. And then you have the new of the Kansas City. Kansas City, unfortunately, doesn't have that feel-good story like they did last year. Last mm-hmm. year was, okay, it's been 50 years since they made the Super Bowl. They've been through a lot of pain and bullshit. Now it's like, okay, you're going through another dynasty. It,
0: Which I'm not kind of a fearing this
3: is going to be Warriors versus Cavs in a way. So you're getting like LeBron and like Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and his new team he's gone to. And now you have the new blood of the Golden State Warriors and the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Right. I just, you know, and, that, and that's a perfect analogy. You know, the league may love it. CBS may love it. I don't love it. Oh, the TV, I, I,
3: oh TV, NFL loves it. They can push marketing all they want. Yeah. A lot of fans are like, just
0: like, Meh. you know, but, and, and, and there's also the point like you, said, there is no underdog in this game. There is no underdog. Uh, Kansas City, they were there last year. Okay, fine. I, w- I wanted Buffalo. I wanted the Ravens or by some stroke of God, if the Bengals went worse the first and they ended up in the, in the freaking Super Bowl, but, but, you know, they were in it before and I, uh, you know, they want it. Okay, fine. Next team. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. You know, I don't, I do not want another dynasty in the AFC when I want, you know, when I think that. You know, Lord willing, that it's going to be the Bengals' time that they show up and get to a Super Bowl or two. I don't want another dynasty in the AFC. I already, I've had that with Brady and Belichick. That dynasty's dead. Let's just have a recurring, uh, revolving door of, uh, a- of, AFC, of AFC champions in the Super Bowl, and then on the and then on the NFC side you know, again, 10th Super Bowl for Brady. And the only thing that I can sort of get into is the fact that it's Tampa playing a Super Bowl in its home stadium, which was interesting and which was intriguing, considering that a few short years ago, we almost got it with the Vikings, Minneapolis miracle only for them to play like crap against Philadelphia in the championship game. And then, so that's interesting. And also considering the fact that Tampa, the organization hasn't been in the game in 18 years, but Brady was in it a two short years ago. A two mm-hmm. short years ago, and because the fact that the team's attention is circled around Brady makes it hard for me to pinpoint the fact that they haven't been in a long time for me to fully enjoy Tampa being in the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, I would say too, like with Tampa Bay, I mean, like it feels like more like a different team, like I mean. The main thing is, okay, like last year, Jameis Winston couldn't stop turning the ball over. That's why they didn't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That's why they went off and got somebody else. I thought Tom Brady was done, especially with the way he played last year in New England. It's just like he did not look the same. But apparently, like, he's doing all right. But, like, he's having issues with the deep ball. He's having, yeah, those three back-to-back-to-back picks on drives. Uh, So I don't know how to gauge it. And I feel like my biggest issue is not really with Brady. My biggest issue is with Antonio Brown, for obvious reasons. Oh, yes.
0: Yes, of course. Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell either, or is going to get a ring by the time this is all over. I'm dying
3: on the inside. That's all I'm going (laughs) to say. Uh,
0: It's just, you know, and from a Kansas City standpoint, you know, and this is also a game that I look at and I don't see – I don't see who's I don't see who's going. You know, there's no clear-cut favorite in my I know mm-hmm. Kansas City's favored by you know by a field goal or so, but this yeah. honestly is a toss-up. I, I can agree. easily see Kansas City winning for obvious reasons, and I can easily see Tampa winning for obvious reasons. It's a it's an it's an, it's a toss-up. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's going to be saying, a blowout either. Or oh, I think it'll be I, I know
3: a lot of people are saying Kansas City's going to win by default and like blow them out. I don't think that. I think Tampa Bay is going to win at the last minute. So yeah, I think so I think Tampa too. Tampa Bay wins by like one or two points. I, that's, I agree. That's my thinking.
0: It's just, uh, I hope it's a doozy. If it's another snooze fest 13 to three, like oh. Super Bowl 53 was, we're going to have an issue. But. Well,
3: I mean, I'm probably going to be live streaming the game, like just recapping it, not like actually streaming the game, but like right, yeah. if it's a bad game, I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs>
0: That that live stream you did though for that Steelers Browns oh. was was classic. I,
3: I wanted classic to die on the inside, but that was more because once again I expected more just to, an evenly matched game. I expected Cleveland to win, but I did not expect that.
0: Yeah, it was fun. And the thing that made it, be, and the thing that made it great for me. Is that the television? Thank God, the TV feed came ahead. Was was ahead of uh, the live stream feed. So you so, were able to
3: get my reaction. Yes, happening. Uh, yes.
0: So when so when Pounce, So when this Miss Snap with pouncy went into the end zone. I was. I was like, okay, three, two, one. There it is. The, I know
3: YouTube has a little delay, so that's why like it's a little backed up there.
0: Yeah. If it if it was the other way around and, and it wouldn't have been as good in my opinion. But yeah. it still was a phenomenal I, that's
3: stream. That's why I wanted to like in this room, like I have a TV over here, but right. it's it's technically connected to a stream from my cable box downstairs. So it would have been delayed and the and like the chat would have spoiled me in a lot of regards. So that's why right. I went downstairs to watch it so I wouldn't be spoiled.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. What what are you what are your plans for Super Bowl Sunday? You just order a bunch of pizza and wings and chill alone or I
3: don't know. I'll probably be streaming that night, but I don't know if I'm gonna eat like pizza and wings and all that shit. Like I don't know what I'm gonna eat that night. I'll probably just eat like leftovers in my fridge or something. <laughs> probably have maybe like a beer or two during the stream, but that's really about it.
0: I hey. you. So, I mean,
3: it's it's up. All... Yep.
0: You did a phenomenal job. Thanks uh, for coming on. Thanks,
3: man. Thank you, brother
0: yeah keep up the good work with the youtube channel and those of you who check him out urinating trey on twitter and uh that's the title of his youtube uh of his youtube page does a phenomenal job trey thanks for coming on pal gonna have brother. to ha- yep gonna have to have you on again before the uh, baseball season starts
3: definitely man thanks for having me on again brother
0: Anytime, man. Anytime. We'll be back with the Amatelica TIS podcast Super Bowl 55 preview show back after this. Welcome back to the Amatelica TIS podcast Super Bowl 55 preview show. Special thanks again to Urinating Tree and our pal Brennan for coming on the program. So you're all set for Super Bowl 55. You got my opinion, my take on it. You got Brendan's take on it. You got Urinating Tree's take on it. All there's left is just the game that's about to break out. Come about 6.30, 640 on Sunday night. It's your boy Jai Shields. Follow me on the socials and the show on Instagram at Amatella underscore podcast and the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it T-I-E-S. Enjoy Super Bowl 55, everybody. Y'all stay safe. Y'all take care. Talk to you Wednesday. See ya.